Too loud. Yeah. True. True. True, true. Yeah, mm-hmm. since you know what today is that day, you know what I'm saying? They go. Boom, boom. You know what I want. Hey, hey, hey. What time is it? 726 in the PM. Ah, yeah. It's Midnight Fox. Y'all are welcome to the style is of the Mighty Temptations. Yeah, yeah. Get a coke line in, hit a coke line real quick. Get a coke, get some coke. Hit a coke line. Hit a coke line. Blow the dust in the air like LeBron. Nigga, hit a coke line. But a bad mama sees in a coke head, this nigga hit the line and get fed. Uh, ride that white horse, ride that white horse. What's the day, bro? September 3rd. Yes, sir. That was a special day to um, mm-hmm. my boy Dennis. Man, shout out to Dennis. Dennis got a little story to tell y'all. It goes something like this right now. Mm-mm. Whenever it comes on. All right, okay. The Mighty Temptations. It was the 3rd of September. That day I'll always remember Yes, I will Cause that was the day That my daddy died I never got the chance to see him Never heard nothing But bad things about him Mama, I'm depending on you To tell me the truth What she say? Papa was a rolling stone Wherever he laid his hat was his home hey. And when he died, all he left us was his home Yes, sir hey. Papa was a rolling stone oh. Yeah, yeah Wherever he laid his hat was his home And when we died, all he left us was his home oh, 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 oh. Wait a minute yeah. Yes, sir. Today's September the third. We gotta put it down for old Dennis. Shout out to Dennis' daddy, man. R.I.P. R.I.P. to Mr. Dennis Edwards. R.I.P. to Dennis Edwards himself, right? He he passed too, Dennis. Listen, everybody. Um, I'm not sure, so I don't want to say R.I.P. to Dennis, but uh, I think the last one that was living was on um, Otis. I think Otis was yeah, the I just, last. I just saw him in a um, in concert like three years ago. Maybe um, everybody talk about when um David Ruffin had snapped out on him. But the funniest part to me was when Dennis went ham on, on the producer. <laughs> I don't. It ain't. It don't get no funny in the movie. 
Ain't nobody come to see you. Oh, nah. <laughs> man, what you put that date on there for, man? What you talking about? It's just a date. Man, that's the day my daddy died for real. <laughs> he did step out of <laughs> Listen, bro, Dennis was hot behind it. Oh, coin, boy, coin used to go hard. Those were my days back there. Yeah. Yeah, man, that's the style we had. Oh, yeah. Today, man. That's back, that's back, back, though. That's, that's back in the game. You wasn't even born yet, Rich. <laughs> you wasn't even talking yet. <laughs> We were probably thinking about y'all then. <laughs> I ain't listening. I don't know. My uh, mom and dad ain't no telling what they were thinking. They were trying to get the Alaska, get that Alaskan funk. Yeah. Mm -mm -mm -mm. See, that's when you had to know how to play instruments. Oh, you had to, you had to, the music didn't play right off this hand. You had to one up. Yeah. You actually had to play. That's why the music sounds so good. Yeah. Hey, mama. Folks say Papa never was much on thinking. Spent most of his time chasing women and drinking. Mama, I'm depending on you to tell me the truth. Mama, that's the guy that took over Eddie Kendrick's spot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Not quite Eddie. They would call him. Not quite Eddie. <laughs> <laughs> That's what we call him. Not quite Eddie. Boom, 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 boom. You know, I actually saw that fight on TV. Oh, yeah? That fight right there. They said it was real. I believe it was too. I'm, I'm a Hot Ali fan. I feel like there was a mob. They said it was real. No, Lister was a hitman for the mob. They said, um, was it? They said him on the books. They said that uh, it was too many people bed with Lister. So they they got everybody to bed with Lister, and then they bet with Muhammad Ali and conspired for Muhammad Ali to win that fight. Yeah, I had to mellow us down a little bit, man. Just a little bit. Oh yeah. Are y'all broadcasting right now? Oh, yeah, right we, now. We just recording audio right now. Oh, okay. Yeah, we ain't going live yet. I got you set up. Okay. Right. Well, I'm saying, uh, are people listening to y'all right now? Oh, no. Uh -uh. This is, this is, yeah, I was this, it goes out tomorrow. Scrap Collie on. Gonna, okay. All I was going to do is talk about 104.3 Midnight Love. <laughs> That's nasty. We got the best, the best music in the Delta right now. Okay. You feel me? Ladies, I want you to go get that Silk Road. Make sure them panties wet. <laughs> Go get that Rihanna perfume. <laughs> get that white diamond. Listen, I want to know who the dude was that used to uh do the late night joint. Midnight Fox. That's his name? Nah, I had no idea. Man, that dude. I, made it up. I If he could not never call my house. <laughs> you call him like Jerry LeVert. Can I mama. speak to Scrapper? No. <laughs> can I speak to Miss Darlene? <laughs> Who it did? <laughs> Who it did? What you calling him for? She ain't giving away no nookie. Hit it. Oh, it. Oh, it's all right, big dog. Just let him. Click. 
<laughs> he gonna hear See, I we had the old phone, so when you slam it, you can hear it. Yeah, <laughs> I missed it. I missed it. When Ray Charles, that way Ray Charles, you do the folk. When you get out the phone with him, he gonna do the head. That's how I'm gonna crack your phone. Nah, that's just a little bit. It's all right. It's out of box, bro. What you mean? It might be crazy. It might not though. It don't care. Drops and jail visits. 
This the dope boy song for the dope boys gone. Let them know it's still when snowing. When you hold on to anything. Some do wrong. They have to do anything. But when the void is filled. Powerful man in the county. Oh, hold it, hold it, though. Hold it, though. Yeah. <clears throat> hold it, though. Mastermind Podcast episode 64. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I you saw it last time. You remember it. <laughs> <laughs> now, listen, right? Come. You had us messed up for like three weeks, though. Straight. Okay, well, three then it's his fault. Out of all of we got to blame him. So. Well, episode 64. Episode 64, we do. We got a special guest in the house. Man, listen, man. If you don't know this brother right here, you know what I'm saying? You've been sleeping on the rock. You know what I'm saying? One of um, the most influential guys around here in Grenada, Mississippi. For sure. Um, a very stand-up guy. For sure. Man, we got the great Charles Latham in the house, y'all. Everybody give him a round of yes, applause. Yeah, right. for sure, man. Yeah, yeah man. Appreciate that. Yes, sir. We got the round of applause in the background. Man, how you feeling, man? Yeah, I'm feeling great, man. I'm yeah. feeling. It's been a great day. Uh, I'm feeling good. I'm getting ready to start the year off, man. I'm feeling really good. Thank now, y'all. For, thank y'all. First off, for having me here, man. Man, so, listen, man. I seen you on on uh, on Facebook on um, the little dance challenge, oh, right? Oh, come on now. You look 21. <laughs> you definitely I, look 21. I felt 65. <laughs> <laughs> I'm saying one thing. You can um, what, hold down, take the shit better than I can. Yes, sir. Oh, yeah. Yes, sir. I wonder if they got like a national challenge. I wonder if we can enroll him in like a national challenge or something. Like hey, that. man, you know, that that thing done got over 256,000 views. Man, man, that's crazy. I don't know 256 people. I don't. I'm getting, man, I'm getting uh, comments from New York. California, Florida. Yeah. So that means you, know, you, you literally just went viral then. Yep, yeah, they said. That's what my son said. When it gets that many, it's, I don't know. I'm just sitting back amazed. When it goes viral, it's out of control. See, it's when out I, of your hands at that point. When I see you get out there, see, it kind of reminds me of the um, the Chicago two-step. Like, you got a yeah. little bit of that flavor in you. Hey, man, I, I spent a lot of time in Chicago, you know? Yeah. I spent a little time there, yeah. Okay, okay. Yeah, so, okay. listen. We got you up here, right? Yeah. Um... When was this? Uh, 2016? 
Oh, um, you ran you ran for mayor, right? Sixteen, and I also ran for it in twelve. In twelve, a lot of people don't know you ran for it in twelve. But sixteen, sixteen was the time, man. You, it's like you got right up to the door now, but knocking on it. You know what I'm saying? Do you feel like, do you feel like at the time when it when you was running for mayor, um, that with all the stuff that was going on in Grenada at the time that it affected your run, um, for potentially being a mayor? What do you mean? Because like, now you I, know it, it, it was I a lot of he actually won what contributed to your loss. Oh, okay, good. Well, that's I can because I, it was a lot of shooting. You got to think it was a oh, lot yeah, of shooting. It was a lot. People of stuff. died. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot was do you, going do on. Do you think any of that had anything with your loss? I don't. I don't think so. I really don't. I'm, you know, back in my work days when I was working, I one of the things I did was analyze data, and so what I did was after the election, I went back and took a look at you know the, the voter turnout, uh, and it turns out. It breaks it down this way. I, they say I had lost by 58 votes, but then I challenged the election, and uh, when it was all said and done, I actually lost by nine votes. Right. Nine votes, ten more votes. You'd be talking to the, you'd be the talking mayor. to the mayor, mayor of Grenada. Uh, but when I went back and looked at the data, I took uh, Ward Lewis Johnson Ward up there, Taylor Hall, that box. I pretty much got a lot of my most of my support from there. But the thing that surprised me and somewhat disappointed me, but, you know, I have to understand people. In Ward 5 mm-hmm. and in Ward 3, those are predominantly, you know, African-American uh, mm-hmm. wars. I lost by, I mean, uh, my opponent received, well, Billy Collins received uh, approximately 30% of the vote over there in Ward 5. And I think about close to 35% of the vote in Ward 3. Mm-hmm. So once I looked at that, I, I had to ask myself the question I ask it today, you know. What made a third of the African-American community go for this guy? Mm-hmm. You know, and so what I've been trying to do uh, since then, you know, just continue to do what I do in the community. Like you said, all the things I do, um, I just continue to do them. And I've got to somehow reach out to the folks in those wars to, to get a better understanding. And, and some of them just didn't know me. Right, right. Someone thought they knew me. Uh, they knew what people told them about mm-hmm. me, but they really didn't know me. Mm-hmm. And I'm hoping and praying that this time uh, they've looked at the work that I've continued to do mm-hmm. in the community and, 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 and we'll see that, uh, you know, giving me a shot up there, I may be able to make some things happen. So, so is that you saying you might you're going to run again? I'm not saying I might run again. I'm absolutely telling you I'm going to run again. Oh, yes, sir. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, sir. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, think about it. Now. I'm absolutely telling you I'm going to run again. Yes, you know, because you think about this. Right. You know, the fact that if you get that close to something. Right. You know, you get that close and, you know, when you really look at it, more people voted for, mm-hmm. I mean, excuse me, more people voted against Billy Collins than for him because you got to consider that was a, George Mullins was in that too. Mm-hmm. Right. So some of the, if I had had the votes that George had, then there wouldn't have been no question, mm-hmm. you know. But, uh, yeah, I, I, I simply have to run again. I remember um, when you challenged the um, votes, mm-hmm. it was a rumor going around that it was it would cost anywhere from like ten to $25,000. That was not a challenge. rumor. That was not a rumor. I'm going to tell you, man, God is good. I'm going to mm-hmm. tell you, God is good. And I and I, I talked to a couple of lawyers, and they were going to charge something like fifteen dollars to $20,000. I talked to a lawyer up in Oxford, uh, and that's what they were going to charge. But once I got into it, I started, you know, there's a, uh, there's a, um, uh, notice of intent that you have to submit 
within 10 days after the election that mm -hmm. you're going to uh, uh, challenge the ballots. Look at first, you got to go review the ballots and such. And then after you review the ballots, you make a decision. You got, you know, 10 days after that to make a decision as to whether you're going to challenge the election or not. You know, right. so mm -hmm. uh, after I went in and put my hands on all my eyes and my hands on all the absentee ballots, you know, uh, I decided at that point, someone told me, I said, they said, uh, Mr. Latham, you've done all the work because it took me three days mm -hmm. to go through those ballots like that. So I'm thinking, well, that knocked out a lot of the cost right there. Mm -hmm. And so, because you're talking about paying somebody $300, $300 an hour, three to $500 an hour, mm. you're talking about three days. And they yeah. can around, they want to. And oh, all. you know they're going to do that, okay. you know. And so, after I'd done all that, somebody said, Mr. Latham, you've already done all the work. So, all I needed then was some help and support on filing the actual actual file with the, with the state. Mm -hmm. And I had an attorney around here who, who volunteered his time, you know, and I was blessed for him to mm -hmm. do that. He actually had never done it either. But I knew somebody who had done it. Mm -hmm. And then they provided me with some guidance, you know, some forms that I needed to submit. And so then they helped guide my my uh, attorney who volunteered his time. And man, when I filed that song going with the Mississippi uh, Supreme Court, they ruled in my favor that I could challenge the election. Oh, so wow. and, and the judge said, I told the judge, man, that, you know, it was kind of funny. Uh, I'm sitting over here on one side of the table and then there's, you know, the mayor sitting over there and there's two lawyers on his side over there. So I'm sitting back. They thought I was going to kind of be intimidated by that, but I was not uh, intimidated because I had somebody on my side, you know, who, mm -hmm. who really had my back and understand, you know, why I'm doing what I'm doing. Exactly. So um, do you think there's anything you could have done different, like to yeah. get the lead in there? In there? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I do think it was something I could have done differently. I could have gotten out in the community more, you mm -hmm. know, and... and uh, and talk to uh, solidify my base, if you will. Mm -hmm. That was one of the things that I did learn. Uh, and I'm gonna tell you, I got from um, Betty Thompson gave me uh, this bit of advice because he was supporting me and uh, some of the things I had been doing in the community and such. And he said, you gotta remember your base. Mm -hmm. He said, you gotta remember your base. And I really didn't understand him at mm -hmm. that point when he, when he told me that. But since then, you know, uh, uh, I didn't. I didn't get out there enough. I let the rumors that people said about me uh, fester, and they became reality to folks. Mm. You know, to that thirty and thirty, mm. thirty and thirty-five percent. Right, right, right. Because oh, yeah. it's real. What do you want? Yeah, to yeah, yeah. Perception is reality. That's, that's real. Yeah, I recognize that because if they believe it's true. And that's one of the reasons I stopped by here. In other words, they tell me y'all have a great time down here. Oh, yeah. Right? We you know, yeah, definitely. Time and, and I wanted to do that. But the other part of it is I, I you know, I wanted to, you know, sort of reintroduce myself. Uh, to the community, like okay. you, like you said, scrap. A lot of people think they know me. Yeah, the, you know they, they see me in some of the things that I do, but all they see is you know what God has made brought me to be right now. Uh, they don't see what brought me there, what motivated me. And I think okay. that uh, if I can get folks to understand what motivates me, you got to look at why does somebody want to do something? Why do you feel mm -hmm. that you can do something? What makes you different than the other person? You know, and uh, there are some things that motivate me and drive me beyond uh, what the ordinary person would understand. Mm -hmm. And it's, uh, if I could go on, you know, right now, it's, uh, it's my life experience. Right. It's some of, the, some of the trials and tribulations that I went through here in Grenada and in my life uh, that's shown me that based on the things that I've gone through, the experiences that I have, I can bring those challenges here to Grenada 
and make Grenada a better place for all of us to be a working play. You know, well, I just think I can contribute to that. So, um, so what are the, some of the things that you feel like is wrong in Grenada that you you gonna prioritize the fix? Well, number one is uh, housing. Mm-hmm. You know, affordable housing. Shout out to Reggie. Reggie, he talk about that all the time. Yeah, well, yeah. He you talk know, about how the housing market is lower. Right? Affordable housing, man. Uh, people need a place to stay. You know, and I think mm-hmm. about, you know, where your, where your grandma and them lived over there. Mm-hmm. And when they first uh, did Horton Drive and, and, and all those areas, that they, right. de- they developed that. I think about my own experience. Mm-hmm. We lived over, I grew up on Rayford Street over there near uh, near, near the ICS Head Start. Mm-hmm. Right. And I'm talking about, I'm, I remember when I was over there, that was in the county, man. You know, we, that was in the county. You know, I lived <laughs> Route 1 by 244C. <laughs> that was my address, Route 1 by 244C. And we lived in a shotgun house. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, you look, stand in front of it, straight out the back door. It only had three rooms to it. Outdoor toilet and all that. That was my, my father's father's house. And then when I was about 12, we moved up on top of the hill up on Rafer Street up mm-hmm. to my mother's father's house. And it had two bedrooms in it. And there were seven kids. Oh, you know. Oh, yeah. Seven of us, man. You know, mom and dad was in one room and all the rest of the seven of us sleeping head to foot. Yep. You know you know what I mean yep. by sleeping mm-hmm. head to foot. Exactly. So we head to foot. Three or four people. Somebody mad, they're going to get on the floor. That's right. <laughs> hey, you, you in the house. Exactly. You, Most definitely. You in the house. And so my folks had an opportunity in 1970 to get their own house. And boy, it was a four bedroom house. It was small. I didn't mm-hmm. realize how small it was, but man, it was like we moved into a mansion. mansion over there. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? You know, my sister yeah. had her own room. Me and my brother yeah. Ernest had our room and, and the rest of them guys, Leroy and them, all in stuffed in another room. But but to, but to, but to have a house. And when my folks uh, you know, I saw what that felt like to me, being the oldest one. I was like, you know, uh, sixteen years old or something, but I saw the difference. So I know for a fact, and I and plus when I got to California, I remember when I bought my first house out there, mm-hmm. how that felt to have your own house. It was an old house, mm-hmm. but it was our house, mm-hmm. you know. And so home ownership, I think, does a lot for your self esteem. Mm-hmm. It certainly does a lot for the parents, and if the parents are happy and providing mm-hmm. a, a better space for the children, you think about it. The children are going to wake up happier when they go to school. They're going to be more prepared and everything. And then you go on into the community. You get a whole group of folks living into a community who respect their own community, who want to keep their community clean, who want to keep violence out of their community, who want to mm-hmm. see their community grow. Mm-hmm. You know, so that all happens when a person just have a decent place to live. So mm-hmm. affordable housing uh, is one thing I want. Y'all know that I have a passion for kids. I tell mm-hmm. y'all about that. That again, that come from my own personal experience. Yeah, mm-hmm. do you want to talk like the um? The scholarships and stuff, the hundred black men. Sure, uh-huh. absolutely. In the it's program, fact, I'm, try to get my son, and we'll yeah, talk about that later. We're gonna, we gonna get him. <laughs> we'll no, we get him. But uh, I'm glad you mentioned that because uh, while I'm thinking about it, on October the 17th, mm-hmm. uh, we're gonna have our 11th annual scholarship and fundraising gala for the hundred black men of Grenada. Man, I tell you, we've been so blessed uh, over these last 10 years. We've given out over sixty thousand dollars in scholarships. Mm-hmm. Over sixty thousand dollars in scholarships, man. You know that that's that's a big deal. To mm-hmm. like, we only give out five hundred dollars each. Mm-hmm. You know, but but to do that so much till you get to this point. Yeah, know? and we like, and we planned it. We couldn't have did it without the help of the folks in the Grenada who support our organization. Mm-hmm. So yeah, 
and then I'm about ready to go out tomorrow and start back. I, I usually wait until after uh, Labor Day mm -hmm. to start back up my mentoring because, you know, I need the summer off for myself, too. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, although we had some programs, y'all know we yeah. had some programs mm -hmm. this summer that we took the kids on various trips and such. But, uh, yeah, we're going to start back up this week going out to school. I go out to the uh, upper elementary school. That's where we're introduced to the kids mm -hmm. that when they first get started. And we have something called... Mentoring the 100 way across a lifetime. Mm -hmm. So I tell the kids as soon as I meet them, I told your son when he was fourth grade, I told him, I said, hey man, uh, y'all get used to this ugly face because you're going to be seeing it for a long time, you know, because I, I plan to, I don't let them go. You know, I stay in those kids' lives and I realize how important it is uh, for them to have someone there right. who believes in them. And there's not one kid that I mentor that I don't let them know. As a matter of fact, as I was coming through the door, there was a couple of young men mm -hmm. standing outside out there, you know. And, mm -hmm. and, uh, but uh, I try to encourage our young men because sometimes all they need is somebody to say, you know what, man, you can do this. Mm -hmm. I believe in you. And I, I, I can spot leaders uh, in fourth grade. And I tell a young man, you know, man, you, you're a leader. And I build up on that with them. And I hold them accountable for that, too. Mm -hmm. Because I said, look here, man, you you know, you got four or five kids following you. Are you going to do the right thing and have them follow you? Or are you going to do the wrong thing and right. have them follow you? And, you? and you'll be surprised how some of those young men take on that leadership. Because nobody told them that before. Right. You know, and uh, and so it works out really good. And, and we, you know, uh, I'm going to say this, too. Uh, we had a young lady, Selena Trotter, who received one of our scholarships a couple of years ago. She's now off in college, right? Mm -hmm. So the 100 black men of America, they also give out scholarships. And some of those scholarships are $2,500 to $5,000, you know? So when I see one of my uh, young folks who I mentored or are now in college, I'll forward that information to them. Mm -hmm. I did it to uh, Ms. Trotter, so at Walmart. Mm -hmm. I said, hey, young lady, here's this. And a lot of kids don't put in for these scholarships. That's the main thing. She just contacted me about a month ago, her mother did, and said, this young lady received one of those scholarships. Mm. Beautiful. That's, that's I mean, dope. you know what I'm saying? I mean, it's that's either $2,500 or $5,000. I don't know. Mm. But there she is out there getting more money from the 100 black men exactly. of, of America. So, you know, it's great, man. It's great to do that. So, um, you spoke about... Um your time in California. What where did you stay in California? San Diego. I was in I was in San Diego for uh, thirty years right there in San Diego. What are some things that you learned from California that you brought to Mississippi with you? Well, <clears throat> I gotta tell you, that's a very good question. Let me just back up a second. Mm -hmm. Growing up here in Mississippi. <clears throat> You know, participating in the civil rights movement, man. Yeah, uh, yeah, participating in the civil rights movement, man. You know, it's some, it's some, it was some really bad stuff perpetrated upon kids. Right. Upon kids, and uh, and and some people think that well, Charles is still angry about what happened when he was in high school. Well, I'm not angry, but I don't forget it because if you forget the past, sometimes you're bound to repeat it. Mm -hmm. So. You know, and, and but I'm not going to. But so we were in high school. I got kicked out of high school uh, a couple of months before I graduated wow. for putting on being part of myself and Lewis Johnson. He we were classmates and ran together and stuff. Uh, we, we myself and him and a few other uh, 
requested to have a black history program at at John Rundle School. That was what used to be the, the well, I see is no what what the Boys and Girls Club is. Mm. John Rundle High School was right there. Right, okay, then. All right, so uh, we said, hey, you know, we've been having a Black History Week. At Carrie Dawson, where the, that's where ICS head starts. So we mm-hmm. had that. All our teachers over there told us about our own history. Mm-hmm. So once we got up to the white school, we said, hey, uh, we want to have it here. And they said, oh, no, you know, you guys can't have nothing like that up in here, you know. But then we stayed on. Mm-hmm. And then they finally gave in and said, okay, you can have it, but the white kids don't have to come. You know, the white kids don't have to come. That's said, who need to go the most. Well, but that's what <laughs> they said. They said, and so none of them showed up. Mm-hmm. Lewis Johnson and I, we sat down. I don't know for hours, and we wrote a uh, a poem back then. I wish we both say today we wish we had kept a a copy of that poem, but we were young and we didn't. It was called "Why I Act the Way I Act," you know. And when we got up there and recited, Lewis was the one who recited it. But when he recited it, teachers in tears because it's, it went something, you know, you had stuff in it like you know you you you, you chained us up in ships, and you take us from our homeland. You bring us across over to another land, you beat us with them chain, then you wonder, you know, why we act the way you act. Mm-hmm. We go around right now, I can bring that to the day. Say you, you shoot us down in the streets, unarmed, you know, for no reason at all. In our backyard. In our backyard. And then you wonder why we act the way we act. Mm-hmm. You don't give us a good education in school. Yeah, and, and you put us down. You I can go on right now to the day it applies. Mm-hmm. They do these things to us, they put these systems in place. That uh, disenfranchises us, True. you know, and and, and 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 really keeps us down in many ways, and then they wonder why, you know, we act the way we act. Right. Why is so know? much anger? Yeah, why is so much? Why is so much anger? And why, you know, because if you have a system where, you know, uh, you're keeping the father out of the house, for example, mm-hmm. the government has a system in place where you, you know, you're keeping the father out of the house, you're giving the mother money, and then the kids don't have a father in the house. He can't be in the house because you gotta have money. He knows. He know the value of the money that's coming to his kid, even though he can't provide it. Right. He know the value of the money coming there. But you got him up, you got, uh, you know, the system says, catch the woman with the guy in there, then the money gets cut off for the kid. So these are these are things that happen. So when I left here, uh, they kicked me out. I went to Chicago. The first place we talked about Chicago earlier, was, I was 17 years old. Uh, man, I'm young and stuff, you know. I had a scholarship grant to go to the University of Kansas, man. That was, mm-hmm. was going to be my ticket out of Grenada, man. I was thinking, yeah, I'm going to become a music instructor, man. This is going to be what I do, you know. But two months, man, before I graduated, you know, they kicked me out. So then I go to Chicago. Man, I'm facing these streets in Chicago, you know. And back then, you know, it's you know, Cicero Bicelors and mm-hmm. all them guys on the west mm-hmm. side, you know, and, and stuff. And I'm, I'm having to deal with that, navigate my way through the streets. You know, I'm talking about having to deal with that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Face him. So a lot of people say, even today, you know, Charles, Latham, he still got some gangster in him. Hey, man, I was in the street, you know. <laughs> yeah. You know, yeah. I mean, no matter where I went to in life, you know, when you get indoctrinated into a system, you know, you know, that's who you are mm-hmm. to a point. But then you come get educated. So after I went on in the Marine Corps, I got my GED while mm-hmm. I was in the Marine Corps. Did four years in the Marine Corps, got out, I went to San Diego, California, man. That's when the rubber hit the road for me, you know. I, I learned some things that, that helped me out. I went out there, started trying to get a job, and they said, well, what do you do, you know? I said, well, you know, I did, I worked construction work and did all kind of little stuff, you know. I said, well, they said, oh, no, 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 what do you do? It took me a while to comprehend what they were saying. They, I need to have a skill mm-hmm. or something like that, and mm-hmm. I didn't have it. 
And so I went to San Diego uh, Community College, just like Holmes Community College. I mm -hmm. went to San Diego Community College. I studied shipbuilding and blueprint reading. I didn't have time to go to school for two or three years. Right. I got to eat. Right you know, now. I, yeah, right now, you know. And so even that six months in that school was tough for me. Right. But I did work and go to school. I worked at a place like called Jack in the Box. Like, Jack in the Box. You heard of Jack in the Box? <laughs> yeah, I ain't talking about no Jacks. I'm talking about Jack in the Box. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I worked at Jack in the Box, man. And uh, and while I, I went on to finish up, and then I started working in a shipyard as a shipbuilder. Once I got my training, I started working in a shipyard. And I worked in the shipyard for over five years. And while I was working there, I um, went to school and I majored in GI Bill. Mm. <laughs> but while I was, you know, majoring in GI Bill, I picked up a degree in business management, you know. Mm. And then uh, after five years of working in the shipyard, I knew I could do something better. And I ended up working for the federal government, you know. And once I literally started in the mailroom, the mm. mailroom. Making four dollars and thirty-one cents an hour, man. Ooh, I was, man, that's crazy. Yeah, a lot of money but well, it, it was, was decent. It was decent, but it was it was a job. Right, right, right. But I, I after working for them for twenty-one years, I ended up uh, in the management. You know, so I was a, a quality assurance manager. I was the first African American to hold that position. I was in charge of every Navy ship that came up for repair and overhaul in San Diego, all the way up to Long Beach, California. Man, mm -hmm. I. I had uh, 14 people working for me. Each one of them could have up to 10 people working for them. I was in charge of multi-million dollar projects, man. Uh, it was it was just a great thing for me. And the one then to get back to your question, the one thing that I learned from being out in San Diego, California, and appreciated was the diversity. You know, uh, I got to meet Asian people. I got to meet. I already met white people mm -hmm. down here because I ain't know nothing but white people down here. I didn't even know uh, about Mexicans or anything. Mm -hmm. I got to meet Mexican folks. And and, under, and more more importantly to me is to understand their culture and appreciate their culture. You know, just because we we look different, everybody wants the same thing. You know, these people want a decent place to live. They want to be able to raise their kids. Mm -hmm. And that's what I want. And I know that's pretty much what everybody, 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 wants, everybody wants that, you know. And so once I saw that, I said, okay, came time for me to retire after they offered me an early out and retire. And I said, okay, you know, I'm a, you know, I had a, I had a bout with cancer, to tell you the truth. I had discovered mm -hmm. that I had uh, prostate cancer, to tell you the truth. And uh, ain't nothing like facing your own mortality mm -hmm. to get you to realize and focus on what's important in your life. Mm -hmm. And so once I had that experience, I said, okay, I'm going to retire. But when I retire, I say, I want to go back and make a contribution to my hometown. Uh, everywhere I went, man, when I was away from here, people had these negative perceptions of Mississippi. Most of them well-founded, mm -hmm. you know. But I was, and one of the things was that they saw black people from Mississippi as unintelligent. You know, and, and I tried to fight that at every every turn, yeah. you know, but I didn't try to fight it with my fist. I tried to fight it with education. Right. You know, that's how you disprove that myth. Just you just be smart mm -hmm. or you, you just achieve and you just move forward, you know. So that was one of the things. So I wanted to come back and say, how can I help change Grenada, you know, from that perception of being the way it was when I left? I knew that things had changed. The right. fact that I come back here and, and things, they are a little different, but they can't be better. Right. They can be better. So I started trying to make things better in that way. Volunteered my time at the Chamber of Commerce uh, and such. 
But then I had a more personal, spiritual experience, you know, during that time. And this is what I want, uh, excuse me a second. Because it's going to get deep, y'all. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> I had an uncle in 2007. You know, I retired and came back here in, in uh, 2000. Five, mm -hmm. might as well say, because I got here the last day of 2004. Right. But 2005, the first day of 2005 was my effective retirement date. But in 2007, I had an uncle. He was only two years older than me. He got shot down in the streets of Chicago. Wow. Yeah, he was murdered there. That hit me, you know, because I kept thinking that could have been me. Right. You know, I was living the same kind of lifestyle. I had lived the same kind of lifestyle for a time in my life, mm -hmm. but I made it through it. But then I got back home. That was that was August, August of 2007. And I remember standing in my front yard and I looked around at my mom's house who lived right in front of me. I looked at my grandmother's house who's right in front of me as well. And then of course I was looked at my own house that I had been blessed with, you know. And then I say to Sit out there. It's four o'clock in the morning, man. I'm gonna tell you guys the truth, man. Four o'clock in the morning, I'm standing out there in my drawers. Right. <laughs> in my drawers in my front yard. And I said, God, why did you save me? I started thinking about all my classmates and friends who had didn't make it from right. the stuff I'd been through. I said, God, why? You know, why did you save me? Why me? You know? And I could hear him, man, just as clear as I can hear you guys sitting here right now. He says, so you can help save others. Mm. so you can help save others and I realized that I came to realize that everything I'd gone through all my trials and tribulations even when they kicked me out of school my experience in the Marine Corps my experience in California with the great job and everything I had was, was simply to prepare me and free me up to do what God would have me do now this kind of a lot of people say here he a preacher no Get that clear? I ain't no preacher. Mm -hmm. But I do know God's in my life. Mm -hmm. And I knew, know that he's focusing me and got me doing what he's doing for a reason. You know, so I said, okay. That's when I went out and started uh, speaking to kids. I started traveling across Mississippi. I went all the way down to Piney Woods Academy down there on the other side of Jackson. You know, and I've been to other schools all throughout the Grenada County mm -hmm. and, and some in, in neighboring in counties up at up in, uh, I go to the Finch Henry Job Center, I go up there and speak to kids, and all over, uh, trying to encourage them to be the best that they can. Mm -hmm. And a lot of the kids relate to me because they know that I spend some time on the street in Chicago. When I start talking to them, I tell the kids, look, life on the street's gonna lead you to one or two places. Jail or the graveyard. It is. It's gonna mm -hmm. lead you to one of those two places. And my goal is to try to help young folks stay out of those two places. I love to see them go to college. Don't get me wrong. I love it when one of our young men, because I understand the value of education, but I also understand the value of being alive. When I see some of my young men, I saw a couple of them the other day, a young man the other day, you know, he said, Mr. Latham, I'm trying to get a job, you know. I said, well, right on, man. You know, I'll be a reference for you. I, 
I'll send you, I send them up there to see Ray Ray now. Mm-hmm. You know, Ray Ray worked with me. I ain't never sent a kid to Ray Ray now that they didn't get a job. Mm-hmm. Shout out to Ray Ray. That's the friend of the show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ray Ray, you know, so, and all those guys, they, they help them, you know, so uh, that's the thing, man. So I, I, that's motivated me. And then, how can I help Grenada? I said, well, from the mass, I thought about it from the mass position, they said, you know, his, I think his, his duties, his subscribe duties are just his ceremonial position, if mm-hmm. you will. He chairs the meetings. He's there to vote in the event of a tie only. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he does ceremonial stuff. He goes out, you know, doing parades and says something mm-hmm. nice. And he, Look good for Grenada. Look good for Grenada. Oh. Just look good right. for Grenada. But I say, wait a minute. That position can be used to do more than just look good. Exactly. You know, I, I, I believe that, you know, if you think about it, a lot of people think I work for the city. I, I get that a lot. A lot of people think I <laughs> work lot, for the city. A lot of people think you are a councilman. A lot of people do, but I have to tell them, look, I've never been elected to anything. I volunteer my time. And you never ran for a councilman, right? No, no, okay. because, and people say that too, why don't you do this and do that? You know, that's just like somebody tell me that I need to get up and preach. Right. I don't, God didn't call me to preach yet. He might have told you a lot of people. I think you'll be great at it, though. I just want to say that part. Not preaching. You know, you I don't know if I preach. I have to, you know, I may. I don't know. But I'm saying right now, my spirit leads me to to do what he said do. Right. And what I'm feeling that he says do, and this is what has happened. I was on a, I was the chairman of the board for a while, but I sat on the board of Central Mississippi Incorporated mm-hmm. uh, for six years. For six years, I sat there and volunteered my, my time for that. Yeah. I, I assisted folks, man. Uh, help them. People call me up. They couldn't get their bills paid. Mm-hmm. Light bill, gas bill, water bill, rent, stuff like that. God put me in a position to be able to help those people. And I love being able to help people. Put me in a position. Uh, and, and as I wanted, I've been talking to Trina George for when she was with the USDA. We mm-hmm. talked about affordable housing. And I know how important that is. And so we were able to get Grenada position uh, to get a $317,000 grant. And we were about to build 15 homes out there near where that new storm shelter is. Mm-hmm. They were going to, the city had agreed, uh, somebody, don't y'all get mad at me now, but I'm just mm-hmm. telling like it is. Uh, but the city had initially agreed uh, to give us 15 lots out there. And there's 35 acres behind that. With this project over in Kosciuszko, Central Mississippi Incorporated, we were able to build over 60 homes. 60 homes over there mm-hmm. under this program. And what they do is, it's a self-help housing pro- project, you know, program. Mm-hmm. You know, whereas families who earn anywhere from 13000 to $33,000 a year, that's all you need to be making to qualify mm-hmm. for this program. You know, that's all, that's poverty yeah, level. That's, and that's about the average level of your neighbor. And, and mm-hmm. that's, exactly, mm-hmm. and that's why people will need that. So, well, the way it works is, you know, uh, say scrap. If you want to get a house, you you know you qualify for it, mm-hmm. and then what would happen is you would do stuff like, you know, maybe do some painting, right? Around a, a painting on the baseboards, or maybe even painting the house, and you would your landscaping. You may put some shrubberies out, mm-hmm. stuff like that. That's self help, and all that's is sweat equity, and so you might eat just as an example. You might have a hundred thousand dollar house, but you may have put five to ten thousand dollars worth of sweat equity in it. That keeps you from having to come out your pocket with five or ten thousand dollars of the down payment on the house, yeah. and then 
when you have a mortgage, your mortgage is not the hundred thousand that the house cost. The mortgage is then the ninety thousand. Mm -hmm. So you're ahead of the curve right then, and you got your own house. Does that make sense? Yeah, and they would then they build these houses like four at a time. You'd be twelve in the whole grant, and what mm -hmm. happens? The grant get renewed and renewed, you know. And so, uh, um, you know, we had that here, and the city had an opportunity to uh, get that, but uh, they didn't take advantage of the opportunity. Well, I, a lot of my friends that <clears throat> a lot of my friends done lost their house, but it was because of um, the misinformation that they got mm -hmm. um, from. The real estate agent or the banks, um, as yeah. far as like how much they stuff will be, um, will it ever change? Um, not knowing exactly the the ins and outs of right, you know. and all that. Yeah, yeah. because yeah. they might start out with a four fifty, well, four seventy five mortgage, mm -hmm. and then it might jump up to seven fifty. That's the eight hundred. Well, see now, that's those adjustable rate mm -hmm. mortgages. Man, I gotta tell you, I've been I've been a homeowner since nineteen eighty seven. And not once, and I refinance quite a bit because sometimes you, you know you got a house, man. Mm -hmm. That's your money, mm -hmm. you know. That's that's your, you got equity in that house, exactly. and it, and at times it's good to refinance if you mm -hmm. want to get your car or something. If mm -hmm. you want to get some improvements on your house, a lot of time it's, it's good to do that. But not once have I ever refinanced to an adjustable rate for the very reason you just said. Mm -hmm. I don't want to be paying four hundred dollars a month. And then all of a sudden, come January, yeah, yeah. Ticket, yeah, I'm paying $800. You pay 800 you know, for the same house. It's for the same house. Yeah. And so you need to get find yourself a fixed rate, what folks need to do. And these are, by the way, for these homes, these are a really low interest rates. I'm talking about 2 to 3%. 2 to 3%. Tell them something. You feel what I'm saying? Yeah. So these are like 2 to 3%. So they are set, and they're with the USDA. And so they're set in there to help you, right. to help you avoid these kind of pitfalls. They even have some training that they give the parents, uh, the homeowners rather, uh, that help them stay out of those situations that you were just talking about. Right. You know, so we need that. We, we need that. And something else we need are programs for our kids, man. You know, uh, they got a ballpark coming. You know, there's yeah. no, no doubt and no question. The referendum, right? Well, yeah, yeah, yeah but it's, it's, it's what's complete. Yeah. yeah, but it's no question that that's going to be an advantage to our community to have that, you know, uh, in certain ways. But I got to tell you, not every kid is going to go up there, you know. Not every kid is going to go out. There are some kids who are not interested in sports, but there are some kids who are interested in education. Some, a lot of kids need tutoring. Right. You know, I, 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 I see personally the uh, Transformation Center as one of the uh, most underutilized uh, facilities agree. That we have in this community. I strongly agree. You trying for money on Yeah. It's underutilized. Okay. It, it has... It has... Without a question. It has... Because it got like rooms. It has tremendous potential. I'm here to tell you. I When we got there, it has tremendous potential. They got, Of course, you've seen the basketball. i seen somebody get married in there, bro. Yeah, that's the kind of stuff. Like, that's crazy. Like, Well, but... It's so... I'm saying like, it's, it, it's so... Um, it's so it's so multifaceted. Right, you can do it. You can use it for so many things. It's like, why do you think the community haven't gravitated towards using the transformation? Or do you think it's the people not using it? Or do you think that the city is not properly um putting it in place for the community to use? I don't think the city owns it. No, they don't. 
I don't think the mm-hmm. city owns it. No, the city, the, the city, the, the city so it probably owns. Right? It's, pro- yeah. it's probably owned. Okay, it's probably owned. But I, I think that uh, it's been up for sale. From what I've mm-hmm. been told, it's been up for sale ever since I've been here. Right, right, right. So, to me, you know, you know, you can get it. I would say the city, the city, even either build such a facility mm-hmm. or acquire one. You know, whichever is less, because mm-hmm. I it wouldn't bother me. Well, of course, everybody wants you could build a brand new one, you'd be great, but you're gonna find some resistance in Grenada. For sure, you're gonna find Every some. You gonna especially when you're talking <laughs> about building something in in our community. Exactly, you're gonna get some resistance on it because they're gonna say we don't need that. You know, we don't need that. You know, I know in World Fire, um, Josh was trying before his, his um situation. He was trying to build an indoor facility, um, over there in the Honeytown area. Yeah. Um, I think that that's a great idea, but I I don't think it's gonna go through though. I just think it's going to get resistance. You know, sometimes it's better to utilize the resources that you have yeah. in the community rather than trying to go create some new ones. Right. You know, that's the way I see it, you know, because you got to look at money. You know, mm-hmm. it takes money to do all these things. But uh, I think that with the, with, with the we can get a grant. They got grants out there for this mm-hmm. type of programs. And uh, they're raising enough, you know, they're raising up, they're trying to raise enough money. The money they're going to buy that crosswood. Cross is good, I guess. It's going to look good out there. It's going to look good. Don't mean Because where are they putting it at? Somewhere. They don't, well, if they do like everybody oh, else, gonna put, yeah. if they do like everybody else, they're going to put it out there next to the ex- interstate. Uh, yeah. on exit 206. 206. They're going to yeah. put it out there somewhere. You know, but, you know, I say, you know, the cross need to be in your heart. Exactly. You know, because is that going to change yeah, the, I, the, the attitudes of folks? Because why these crosses at? Oh, I know one in baseball. And then one in one on. One in one on. And one they base. both crumbling. Yeah, baseball and Guanona. I know for a fact it's crumbling. Yeah, all well, the businesses leaving Guanona. Yeah, so to to be able to uh, get a facility, if you can acquire, I think you can acquire a facility like the uh, transformation center upstairs. They got some individual rooms up in there. You can mm-hmm. get grants for computers and stuff. You can have after school tutoring program. You can get some of these nonprofit STEM uh, program type stuff. Oh man, you, we need that science and technology program. Yeah. As a matter of fact, I've been trying to. If some of y'all are watching right now, I encourage you to get your kids out there in Granville High School in the STEM program that they have out there. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mr. Beam called me out there the other week, uh, two weeks ago, and took me through and look at their lab. Man, they have some tremendous opportunity. Kids are building robots and all this right. other kind of stuff like that. And don't have many of our kids in there. I'm gonna say that out loud. Mm-hmm. They don't have many of our kids in there. So I'm trying to steer our kids there, and I hope that people out there who in in, in the listening world mm-hmm. with uh, try to do the same thing. Recognize no, don't different. don't just automatically you know you know pull your kid or don't let your kid go uh, to this program. Right. Take advantage of this program. And again, uh, if we had some after school programs, just like I went out and got that grant opportunity, uh, uh, you know, that grant opportunity for the housing, mm-hmm. as a mayor, see, I'll be doing more than just sitting up there once a month, a special call meetings, waiting to cast my vote right. to, you know, to, 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 to lead the meeting and such, you know. Mm-hmm. I want to get out there and be a part of the team. I want to get out there and continue to do what I'm doing. Go and see Bennett Thompson and, and Wicker and all those guys back there and talk about the programs we need to help our young folks in our community here in Grenada. Because I believe that uh, if our kids are educated, mm-hmm. it's going to help the community. Right. Because if they don't have time for the, the out of mind, the devil out there playing, they've got these kids doing all kind of other stuff. 
If we get if we keep them busy, we keep them engaged, they'll be less likely. Now you're gonna always have somebody do something, but they'll be less likely to get involved with uh, negative behaviors and negative mm -hmm. type things. They need something positive, and they need folks out there like yourselves so, to encourage them, right? To lift them up. I got a um, question here. Um, they said, "How do you how do we attract jobs back into Grenada?" And get corporations and new industries to invest in Grenada. We watched Oxford grow in front of our eyes, and now we can see the growth in Basel. Listen, well, um, who asked that question? Candace Weaves. Man, shout out to Candace oh, Weaves. Because hey, I, I slick wanted to add something similar to that. Yeah. Shout out to her. Right on. Hey, Candace, that's mm -hmm. good. I, I appreciate the question. Well, how are we going to get jobs to Grenada? Well, we got to go out and attract these different type of industries here. You know, you got to have. You know, I like to be a part of the team out there with uh, with the uh, chamber and the uh, EDD mm -hmm. and all those guys, you know, and, and be a part of them going out to new industry and find out what we need. One of the things that I like to do, one of the things I like to rather just get out there doing anything, I like to talk to the community, find out from young folk like y'all said, mm -hmm. what do you want to see? Mm -hmm. Not just what that child just be thinking about it, but I need to have a group of young folks who intelligent? Mm -hmm. So how you who, think? What you think about something like a, um, a junior council or something like that? Well, I'm gonna tell you something. Leadership. Leadership. I call it a leadership academy. Mm -hmm. I would like to. I would propose that I would try to put together a leadership academy uh, where these kids would go through and learn about what the police department does, what the fire department does, what the city official does, and various stuff. And then not only just show them, but have them spend some time. Uh, in these various areas mm -hmm. and such, you know, and that'll get our kids engaged. I'm gonna tell you one other thing that that I I believe that could help out in, with our kids and and such, you know, uh, a, a junior police academy, mm. a junior police academy. Yeah. Because let me tell you something that scared me. I went before a group of my uh, fifth graders, fourth and fifth graders out there, and I asked them this question: What do you do? When you see the police, to a man, uh, to a child, they said, "Run." Mm -hmm. They said, "Run." I would have said the same. Yeah, yeah whatever they said, "Run." And it was a, it was one little white boy in the group. You know, he said, "Why are you gonna run?" They gonna think you did something wrong. But see, he didn't understand. He don't understand the dynamic. He didn't understand their experience mm -hmm. and their dynamics, like you yes, said. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yeah, but these kids. So what we did was part of hundred black men. You know, Rolando is a member of the hundred black men. So Shout out another I, friend of the another, show. Another friend of the show. The yes, friend of Michael. Rolando and I attended the Grenada uh, Chamber of Commerce Leadership mm -hmm. class mm -hmm. together. That's why I'm bringing this in. So we had Rolando come out, and Rolando got out there and talked to the kids. And what the main thing is. And he had his uniform on, too. We wanted the kids to see that everybody in that uniform is not out to get you. Mm -hmm. And you, Rolando was able to, he, he talked to him very well. He communicated mm -hmm. with he made him do a bunch of push-ups and stuff, too. Drill Sergeant Rope. Well, you should have seen it, man. This guy had his full uniform on, gun, and everything. He ain't never tell us about this yeah, story. But, but, <laughs> hey, bro, I'm sorry, man, but I hear the question. <laughs> but no, uh, but he got down, he, and those kids received him very well. Right. Speaking of Rope, man, let's talk about his um, his campaign, his political run. His he won um, the primary, right? Yeah. Shout out to Rope. Right on, Rope. And he still got a... Um, he still got to do the. the he got to run against Ricky. Ricky Downs, Ricky Downs right, right, right. 
Well, I I I congratulate Ro number one. Most I think. Most yeah, so right on, right on. Hey, I, I congratulate Ro for, and 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 and, and Ro and I are good friends, and uh, and I thank you, Ro, for the advice he gave me, and and he said to me, and I said, man, what, you know, what can I do? Mm -hmm. How can I, you know, how can I improve my situation out there? You know, with the folks in the community, you know. He says, uh, humble yourself mm -hmm. and lay low. Mm -hmm. Humble mm. yourself and lay low. Mm. A little more calculated, huh? Just lightning. Yeah, yeah. Humble yourself. You know, that don't mean I said, well, you know, I got a different personality. Yeah. A person, different yeah, personal style. Person. I'm just that way, you know. I'm mm. just, you know, my personal style is my personal style. You know, uh, you know, you know, I'm, you know, everybody's different. God give you your own talents and your skills for your so, own reason. But to get back to Roe, Roe is about to, uh, and I, I'm going to claim it for him, Roe, if we successful here, you know, he's about to uh, become the most powerful man in this county. And a lot of people uh, don't understand the dynamics of that. You know, if you, I'm not just talking about Grenada County, mm -hmm. but any county, Cook County, the sheriff, yeah. the sheriff is the most powerful individual. And so what you have to understand is, and I think, and that's why I have to give Grenada uh, as a whole somewhat of a shout, because this is really going to show what Grenada is all about. All right. Because if we're willing, we as a community, if we're willing to look past the, the physical appearance mm -hmm. of an individual and look at his qualifications and mm -hmm. give him a chance to do the job, that says a lot for Grenada County, mm -hmm. including yeah. the, the, the white folks in, in Grenada County, too. You got to be fair. Be, not, a, yeah. not, not to play on his name. Yeah, anything. be fair. Who, who's, the, who's the fair guy in the situation? And it was the fair choice. And it was a fair choice. It was the fair choice. It was a fair choice. And it will be a fair choice come November, too. It will be so. a fair choice. But, you know, for people in the Grenada County to accept the fact that an African-American will hold the most powerful position in the, in the community or in the county, says it a says a lot for mm -hmm. Grenada. You know, it says a lot for Grenada. Yeah. And i like to give Grenada a shout-out for seeing that. Cause, uh, the more companies are moving. Have it been a black mayor in uh, Grenada? That oh, was that was that was you know, and I gotta tell you, there was one black mayor, and it was Diana Freeland Foster. She got elected in two thousand four, <laughs> and they but robbed it, her. They took her out after two years, man. They took her out after two years, and I'm gonna tell you, man. You're in annexation. Well, mm. and I gotta tell you now, uh, that really prompted me to run because I was here. I got here in two thousand, like I said, last day of two thousand four, two thousand five. I was so happy that she was the mayor, man. You know, I was proud of her because mm -hmm. I, you know, I went to her brother, you know, Michael Freeland, the teacher. Sure. He's my classmate. Okay. Still, and I knew Skeeky. I, I know all the Freelons. You know, right. I've been know, the older ones. I knew them pretty pretty well. And uh, for her to have it, and I was just so happy. And then to watch them take it from her. How they took it? Cause it's always this. It's it's like this um, this this mythical story out there. That, What's the mythical story? That they um found the loophole in in something and basically went out there with it. So yeah, a why, lot of people got different they, stories about how she so lost it. That's why the council so important. Cause they voted to annex the city. There you go. You and they to. brought they brought more people into the city and they. And since you got more new people into the city, you got to vote for city positions again. Right. And that's how you're, you're real close. Yeah, you're real I, close. I, I really can't explain it. I, don't I can tell you. Let me tell you. From I was, I was, I was around during that time. I just got here and I paid very close attention to it. What happened was, you know, something 
A lot of people gonna get mad at me for saying this, but um, there's something in every city experience, and it's called the white flight. Mm-hmm. You know, where uh, the white folk lead the inner city, they go out in the suburbs and they mm-hmm. build up places out there. They did that here in Grenada. They left left the inner cities. Went they, went to out to, club. they went out to the country club road out there by the, where the, where the golf course. Behind they, they, built up all they went out there to uh, Perry, Perry Road, Perry State, and yeah. they built up, and he built the church up out there. Right, right. You know, and, 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 and what they did was, and this is when when they were in control of the council, mm-hmm. they went out there, they built up the infrastructure water, sewer, lights, you know, electric, all that ran out there. Mm-hmm. They built it up. All right, now, they were out there, by, by them leaving, resources and tax money leave the inner city too. Mm-hmm. So the taxes that, that, that raised in the city uh, for fire, city employees, police, mm-hmm. all this other stuff, not the sheriff necessarily, because that's the county. Right. All right. But all the city function, right. they have to operate off of money that's raised, you know, revenue that's raised, uh, taxes and right. such, okay? Well... They figured, okay, somebody had the idea, said, we'll annex those guys, but we won't let them vote. Mm. We'll annex them to get the tax money from those areas. Because tax money was well needed for the city. But we won't let them vote. That's what, they, by then, I think there was a majority black council mm-hmm. when this decision was made. I think it was. And so when Diana won, they said, hey, they went to the Justice Department and said, hey, you know, uh, they had an election. We weren't able to vote in the election. And, uh, you know, even the person who didn't stay in very school very long remembered the Boston Tea Party. Exactly. It was there no taxation without representation. Exactly. And so when they went to the Justice Department, they said, you can't tax somebody and not have them be represented. That's the law. And so that effort to annex them and tax them, but yet not let them vote. Backfire. Because the Justice Department then said, oh no. Because see, that's what pe- people need to understand. This That wasn't no new rule. We black people during the civil rights movement used the same law and the same rules to get our own equality. Right. You see, so these guys are smart enough to go, we're going to use to get out. And that's what they did. So when they come back in, they said they got to have a new election, is what they said. So when they had the new election, remember Diana ran against two white guys at the at time. time right but then when she ran uh herself i mean uh when they when they said they had to have a new election only billy ran only billy ran mm. and he took her down he beat her that was in 2006. i'm sitting around watching this i'm you know i'm <laughs> they actually had a meeting out at homes community college and i used to go all the meeting they put they try to hide it they put it in the newspaper i saw that they were having this meeting I go out there, I'm one of the few blacks that are out there at the meeting. They got a guy named Yeppy Barber, mm. who's a Haley Barber's brother. Mm. And he puts on, he goes around the Delta and he puts on classes mm-hmm. or forms called How to Take Your City Back. Mm. How to Take Your City Back. Something like the way the lynch look. Well, he got, no, it's sure, not quite like the way the lynch look. But it's How to Take Your City Back. Right. So I'm out there and I'm listening to this guy. And he's up there talking about how to take your city back. And then he starts saying stuff like, uh, 
you start saying stuff like, uh, well, you got to watch those rabbits, you know. Uh, mm. you, you know, those rabbits, they be hanging around the, the polling booth, and you got to make sure they're not out there, you know. And, and these rabbits, and he kept talking about rabbits and stuff. And I said, and I finally, you know, I stood up and I said, hey, man, excuse me, sir. You know, you're a highly educated man. Highly educated man. And I'm sure you have better descriptions of folks than calling us rabbits. But then I told him, I said, I I suppose I should be grateful because you could have used another animal to describe us, right. coon, but you didn't. you didn't. And I walked out the room. They said, forget him. We got stuff to do. And they went on and, and did what it is uh, they had to do. But there's an effort to have power uh, in this community mm -hmm. on that deal. So, And that's the reason why your council is And important. that's why. And so then, that's right now. That's exactly right. That one, that one vote count. And so then they had, uh, uh, you know, once they did that, nobody ran against him in eight. Mm -hmm. Oh, wait, he just ran. Bang. I started talking to Lewis and some other folks. I said, hey, man, you know, I said, uh, why don't we look around the community and find an African-American and we all can get behind and we can run. We can beat this guy. We can take this seat back, you know. Uh, but nobody ran. Nobody mm -hmm. ran in eight. 2012, I asked the same question. I said, hey, you know, uh, Somebody need to run against this guy. Don't necessarily have to be me, but there's somebody in this community who who's bold enough mm -hmm. to give it a go, and nobody did. So I said, you know, I ain't scared, you know. So exactly. I, I ain't scared. And went at it. And I went at it. And then they say I lost by 300 votes back then, but I didn't challenge it then. You know, I'm yeah, new at 300. 300. I'd be hard to overcome. Right, I thought, right. You know. Then in 12. I mean, in 16, 16, I come back at him again, you know, and, and like I said, I got within nine votes. They said 58, but I said, I'm going to have to challenge that. Mm. And it turned out. So now getting as close as I did, recognizing that, you know, my style is pretty aggressive style because mm -hmm. that's right. just who I am. It don't mean I'm mad at nobody. Yeah, you it know, it's just, it, you know, you know, I, I'm not Reverend Hargrove. We know what I mean. I'm not knocking Reverend Hargrove, Reverend Hargrove, who God made him to be. Yeah, he mild man. He mild man of God made, but you know what would I look like saying, y'all know we need to try to come together and keep things right. That ain't going to sound like Charles. No, nah, that ain't going to sound like him. But matter of fact, you'd be going, what's wrong with this guy? Because I remember 16 when we did the um, Increase the Pigs you came oh, through. Oh, absolutely, man. And we got like 100 people registered to vote. People that thought they couldn't vote. Like, this is when I found out, like, you exactly. can be a felon. Exactly. We talked about that. When you can be a felon and actually go out and vote. Non-violent offenders, you can go out there. Drug dealers, mm -hmm. guys, you still can go out there and vote. Mm -hmm. You can still register to vote. Didn't know this. Didn't know it. But we talked about we that. Talked about we that. talked you, about you that. You told me about that. So. That's right. And, and the one thing, too, I just, uh, Reverend Hartgrove gave me some advice uh, that I appreciate to this day. You know, uh, he says, he says, Charles, you know, he says, uh, man, you're like, bam, 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 bam. He said, you you come at him like, bam, bam, bam. He said, he says, you need to put some softer gloves on or something. You know, <laughs> you still punch him, you know, but have some softer gloves. But again, you know, uh, I'll do the best I can, to be honest with you, to try to humble myself, if you will, or even maybe calm myself down. But uh, I ain't going to change who I am now. Okay. You know, I ain't gonna, I, I can't. I mean, I've been at this for 65 years of who I am. It, I've been successful in my life, both personally and professionally. And I believe that sometimes, I know for a fact that sometimes in certain situations, you have to stand up and be a man. Right. 
In certain situations, you have to stand up and be a man. Like my granddaddy told me, he says, uh, he says, when you're talking to a man, he said, look that man in the eyes. You know, look him in the eyes. You know, my granddad was no racist, you know, but he said, especially a white man. And he said, whatever you do, no matter how much your head scratch, you better not itch. You better not, you know, no matter how much your head itch, you better not scratch it. You just stand there and you look. And so when I talk to people, you know, uh, you'll see me. You know, it's just a natural thing. I'm a former Marine. Marine give you certain qualities and characteristics about yourself that stick with you for life. Mm -hmm. They have you believe it in yourself and your mental, physical strength. You know who you are. You know you are. You don't need anybody to validate you. So when I talk to people, I don't care if they're seven feet tall, mm -hmm. I'll walk right up to them, look them dead in their eyes, and have my shoulders back, quite frankly. You know, that's right. just who I am. You know, I just stand there erect and have my shoulders back. And some people find that intimidating uh, because they're not used to seeing uh, somebody who looked like me who does that. And so I don't apologize for it mm -hmm. because it's just who I am. And uh, you're going to respect me. Uh, for who I am. You're either going to respect me or you're going to respect me. Right. You know, and I'm going I'm to respect you too, you know, but uh, I'm going to carry myself because I've learned this, that people can't demand respect. You command right. respect by the way you carry yourself. And that's what I teach my young men, you know, to carry yourself. The one, the, the one word and, and, and that I teach all my young kids about is respect. Mm-hmm. Respect. And I even got put on my heart a, a mantra form. And that is, I call them eagles. I call all the kids I mentor eagles because I want them to soar high like eagles. And I say to them, they, they repeat this after every meeting. And the school didn't like one part of this, but I don't care what school like or not. You, my kids going to mentor this. They're going to say this. And that is, I am an eagle. I respect myself, I respect others, and most of all, I respect and honor God. Mm -hmm. They wanted me to get the God part out in well, the school. That's crazy. The they <laughs> I'm trying to figure out. That's they, what I'm saying. Well, you know, in school, they don't want to talk about God now. Why? Well, y'all, I thought well, y'all do that. We yeah, know that, but yeah. Look, I'm saying, um, but why? But that's just, it's, I don't know why. I think it's a, I think it's actually a rule or something. Uh, that they don't want you talking about God in 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 in, in school. Wow. Yeah, they don't want to talk about. It, but see, I know from I where guess God. You, they, they don't usually talk about religion. And everybody's stuff. God. So yeah, I right. Like, we'll just stop saying it. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's right. Yeah. Because right. I don't think God is disrespectful. The word yeah. God isn't disrespectful to any. No, it's not religion. disrespectful to anybody. Because everybody, we all. Well, you name some different. But I guess it's the the um, the intent of this God, right? The, the intent you get with like you could, right. you just assuming everybody believes in God. Listen, if right. you say the word God, even the jihadists they they got a God. They got a yeah, God. yeah, yeah, yeah. Even the jihadists, yeah, they and they the most dangerous clique of people you can find. Absolutely. Look, hold on, hold on. But, well, I got some. Um, but that's that's here. what I say. Um, got some fan question. Walter Parker said, "We'll see Charles Latham." Uh, Candace Williams said a junior police academy is a great idea. Right. Tanya Ray Smith said right on. <laughs> hey Tanya, right on. Mickey right. Freeland said annexation. Tanya Ray said annexation. Uh, wasn't this the people who live in Grenada Group? I don't know what she was talking about. I think that was about the annexation stuff. 
The Marcus Chitwell said, Neely Flowers Hargrove Johnson were held in custody for voting against it. My neighborhood was annexed and wasn't able to vote in city elections. And then, yeah, mine was too, Demarcus. I couldn't. My mine wasn't. I couldn't vote either mm. at first until they that they got it right. Um, Elijah Elijah Covington said, "Great knowledge." Kent Williams said, "It was a mess, and Grenada was embroiled in litigation for a long time." Demarcus mm-hmm. Tewell said, "Not only my neighborhood, but neighborhoods like Sundown, Line Drive, mm-hmm. as well. Everyone stood behind their nationalities as a candidate." And we lost because we didn't show up to the poll. That's right. Uh, Chris Green, tell him to play the harmonica. <laughs> <laughs> he got it. I he bought it with me, too. And Stinson said, uh, Uncle Charles Latham was good, huh? Look out, Aaron. Man, I was I was ready to dance up there, man. Y'all, I was ready to dance on Friday. Y'all y'all locked it down on me. He <laughs> still got one, too. Yeah, he oh, yeah, yeah, I don't leave home without it, man. I don't leave home without it. It's like American Express. We're going we to ask you a couple more questions, Go I ahead. think, and then we're going we gonna to let you end it up. Right, right. First off, I want um, I want to say on September 11th, we're going to have a forum on mm-hmm. um, okay. City Hall. Um, okay. We definitely want to, um, we would love for you to be a part of the panel. Let me um, know, man. Yeah, Just give me some details. Yeah, it's going to be September 11th at the City Hall Auditorium. The City Hall Auditorium. It's the New Grenada Power Bar. Oh, yeah. Power and everybody that's on this. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right on, DeMarcus. Everybody that's on this live right now, September 11th, we're going to have a special podcast. It's actually on a Wednesday. I know y'all love us to see. Y'all, I know y'all love to see us on Tuesday. But on Wednesday, September 11th, we're going to have a, um an open forum. Um... We gonna have the March too well though. Hopefully we have Mr. Charles yes, Latham though. Yes. What day um, of the week is that on? Reggie Burl will be hosting and Strap will be doing co hosting. It's on Wednesday. Oh, I got uh, it's gonna be uh, we encourage everybody that's out that got any kind of what kind of any kind of anybody that issue care about anything with the city. You care anything about your city, come to this forum, speak your mind, we'll we we're gonna collectively talk about Anything you want to talk about. So, September 11th, it's going down, man. Shit, holler our church. Everybody that's out there. Former councilman, um, police officer, y'all all are welcome. Um, we definitely want to talk about some things as far as helping this city grow. Because right. the main thing is we don't get together and talk about that's stuff. That's right. Everybody talking a little fast. Everybody talk it's, it's this and everybody to, talk that. It's easy to talk to people when y'all got the same problem. Y'all can yeah. sit there and write. But it's hard to go tell the people that need to hear it. Right. Like, we always talking, oh, this racism, racism, but we don't ever tell the people that need to hear about it. Right, right, right. And the same thing with them. They always saying stuff about what we got going on, what we doing. And then and it's we easy don't for us to yeah. criticize it, it, each other. Yeah. It's easy for me to go ask my mom about your past. Yeah. And, Right. Use that against you. Exactly. But we won't do that against Billy Collins. Right. We won't do that against anybody else. Right. And that's that's something that we trying to break. Because seeing Roe win, um, Sheriff, I feel like it's a new dynamic as far as voting yeah. around yeah. here. Well, and I got to tell you, um, and again, you know, I, I, I try to be fair and stuff, but I got to be real too. Right. Uh, that position, it says it's only vote in the event of a tie. But I'm going to tell you, man, you look at what happened here late last week or so. Right. The minute that uh, Josh resigned. Everything see, went haywire. Seat wasn't even cold. Yeah. Okay. Still had a booty print. Yeah, still had a, he had his booty print still in the cushion. Right. Mm-hmm. He just got up out the seat. They done voted to hire this lady, Lakeel. Lakeel White. Shout the, out to her. The city, man, they, shout out to Lakeel. Yeah. 
They done voted six to one. Six to one, mind you, to hire her and to and give her the five thousand dollars right. for relocation fee. They done voted on this. But as soon as Josh is out of the seat, now all of a sudden we got a problem. Somebody, I'm not gonna call no name because you know who you are. Right. Decided to get with the other three guys. Now you got three, three. And they said race don't matter. The number. It matters. I'm going to tell you. It mattered in this case because now you're going to go get the other three guys that look like you. And then y'all going to say going to change your mind about some stuff you might have seen or heard on But everybody's saying that it was 6-1. How was that one, that one no able to get the get three, three no's? How can he get three uh, no's uh, out of it? No, no. They, 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 don't, they don't think that's the way it went. Somebody recognize now you got three three. Right. And they call the other three together and said, now the time to make a move on not hire her, number one. Mm -hmm. We'll unhire her. Cause now you got three and three and one person, that one mayor could could cause the vote to make the decision. Right. They would have did it, but the community showed up. And showed out up there. And Lewis Johnson showed out. Y'all man, know. shout out to Uncle Lou. Yeah, Lewis. Whoa. Lewis Uncle showed up. Boy, Lewis. Lewis reminded. Let, let me tell you something. Lewis reminded. That's his new chant. Whenever we go to the city council meeting, not to give him to Uncle Lou. That's how we. That, that's his cheer. That right was there. the. That was the Lewis that when we was in high school. And I saw him when Lewis stood up and said, "I move that this meeting be adjourned." It reminded me. And, and, and when we did it, you know. So, uh, but anyway. Uh, when you get it like that, mm -hmm. and then you think about this now. You think about this. Then they went on to talk about the 5,000, right? Here you go again. Now, that meeting wasn't public, but you got 3-3 three, three again. Although, I, according to the papers, uh, Pete didn't show up, so mm -hmm. it, you know, it just turned out 3-2. to two, mm -hmm. And they voted that she don't get it. Don't get that 5,000, from what I'm understanding, right. unless she bring receipts, what I'm saying. You know, which could end up more than five thousand. The city might actually be messing over themselves because she might come up with ten thousand dollars exactly. worth of receipts. Mm -hmm. Then they got to pay her that because they said that uh, they, you know, whatever. But the point is that that one vote does count. And uh, here I was, you know, I'm a, I'm an AME, you know, and 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 there was some AMI fellow church members who got killed back in South Carolina. When that fool rook mm -hmm. went in there and started shooting them all, all up and stuff, and, and y'all may recall, I went up before the council and talked about that flag, that rebel flag, and what it represents to me, and what I experienced, and what my community experienced on that. But what blew me away was, after I got done standing up thinking on that, the mayor got up and talked about pledging the allegiance to the rebel flag. Now I had even never heard of that before. Wow. I heard of pledge allegiance to the American, American flag. flag. I've heard of that. But I had never before that night heard the Pledge of Allegiance to the rebel flag or the Mississippi flag. I had never heard that. Have you? No, I never. He never read heard. it out up there. And I so went. Did, did the people do it? Did, it? did people pledge allegiance to the rebel flag? I did. The Confederate. Some, there's somebody. So, must so be somebody who did, does. I'm saying that the process actually happened. Like, did people do it? No, I ain't seen. I ain't been in no room okay. with nobody. I wish I would. I walk out of that room so fast. I'm telling you, say, ain't no way. But somebody, but for him to know it, that means somebody somewhere been saying it. You know. So, and then turn around and I said, you know, no. You know, you vote for a guy like this, you know. But then that's 
you know, that's what people vote, you know. So my thing, again, is, is to get out there and, and let folks know who Charles Latham really is, what I stand for, you know, what motivates me. I've, I've hopefully I've reached out to, to y'all to tell you what motivates me, what motivates me in my own personal experience in life, my own personal experience that I experienced in school, out of school, and my professional career uh, that allows me to want to come back and try to give back to the community in a mighty way. Mm -hmm. And if I'm, if God has blessed me to be able to do all the things that I've been able to do with the help of other folks in the community without being an elected official, just imagine the blessings that he can show up on me if I was the mm -hmm. man. If because that, that door that I tell him first first Monday I went up there, y'all have to open up me an office up here, right? Because I want to be at the office and be there to deal with the community when people come in with problems. Come on in and talk to me about it, and we'll get out there and try to fix it. Right. I like to put together a group of young folks, community, uh, mm -hmm. a, the mayor advisory council. Mm -hmm. You know, I can put together a mayor advisory council with young folks to tell me, bring up some ideas on some new stuff, new industry, new mm -hmm. whatever it is that you, because y'all, you know, I, I respect you young folks. My son, y'all about to met my son, Charles Latham II. Right. I get a lot of That's information. I get a lot of information from my children because they're in touch with, they young. My head ain't where their head is. So I have to go. Go in and withdraw knowledge from you guys, glean knowledge from you on what you need mm -hmm. and not disrespect you, appreciate you, appreciate what you need because, you know, a lot of people put down you millennials and stuff like that. No, but, yeah. yeah, but I was a millennial once. I wasn't a millennial, but I was young too. Right. Yeah. And people would say, man, well, look at this guy. You know, this guy is all out there and stuff. But mm -hmm. yes, I was out there, but what I did needed to be done. Exactly. Well, Lisa, man. We definitely appreciate you coming up, man. Let us get we're gonna get over this little hectic schedule we got coming up in September. Yeah, man, man, shout out Ooh. to my dude Reggie. His birthday yeah. finna come up. When? You know what I'm saying? On the eighth. Yeah, so you know what I'm saying? Oh, September the eighth? Yeah. Sure, so sure. all right. So you know what I'm saying? This, we got we got a long month ahead of us, but we definitely soon we get this over, we're gonna bring you back, man. You know, I appreciate it, man. man I appreciate it, too. All the knowledge that you done gave me. Give us something that her money gonna win. Okay, now let me tell you. Now see everybody done seen me play spiritual songs and yeah. at different places and stuff, you know. But uh, I thought that maybe, and I don't even know what I'm finna play. Right. I'm gonna see, let a little, little something come out of me here, you know. Yeah. I don't nah, even know what nah, nah, you, you take request? Did you take request? Because I like Lad Green or something like that. I ain't got no Lad <laughs> Green. Oh, That's what I think about it, man. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I had a, a, a guy named uh, Freddie, Dr. Feelgood, probably named Freddie Potts. Uh, Sheila Potts is a daughter. She's out of they out of Greenwood, mm -hmm. uh -huh. you know. And I went up to Memphis, and I saw him up there in one of them blues plays playing that harmonica. Man, I was amazed, just hypnotized by him playing that harmonica. And I told him that I was from Grenada, so he called me Grenada, and he talked about me up there and stuff. And I asked him about stuff like that. Mm -hmm. You know, what he told me he says, "Uh, play what you feel." Mm -hmm. He said, "Because right. if you start playing Little Walter, folks gonna say you don't sound like Little Walter. Yeah, right. You know, cause Little Walter sound like Little Walter." <laughs> and so that that's the thing that I learned. So I don't even, I just let whatever come out of me hit it.
That's a great way to wrap it up, man. Mastermind Podcast, episode 64, man. I let your boys. Yeah, we got some more coming up, guys. Yeah, yeah. You going back live? Of course. Okay, yeah. yeah we, got some more. We, got, we got some crap to talk about. Okay, right on. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, guys, I can tell y'all how much I enjoyed this. Man, that was amazing, man. That was amazing. Listen. Listen, I ain't never seen nobody play like that. <laughs> nah, I'm like, I seen somebody. Uh, what's a BB uh, King's one? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, I went up there. I knew it before. Yeah, King yeah, had I been died. there too. Man, uh, what's the what's the big dude? I think he's named Fishball or something like that. Mm-hmm. He be playing that that, that guitar. And BB King had brought him out or whatnot, and he was playing that guitar, man. And this lady, man, she had to been every bit about like eighty C pounds. Yeah, little short one. Yeah. Man, she come up there with that harmonica and she, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I said, oh, Lord, this woman here sound like she is from our way. Like, yeah. like she's supposed to be at the barbecue, man, and I promise you, that was amazing. That, yeah, no. But that, that yes, was sir. definitely amazing, I man. It, man. I appreciate it, man. You, you're a man of many talents, man. I don't know, man. I taught myself how to play that thing, too. Yes, sir. Huh? I taught myself, man. I tell you, you know. uh, Prince, he taught himself how to play the uh, the bass and the the bass and guitar and whatever, something else. Yeah. Yeah, I I was in the, like I said, I was in the band. I played trombone in high school. Hey, I played the trombone, too, sir. Look at that. Trombone. Trombone brothers in here. That's why I had a scholarship to the University of Kansas. The, the scholarship, man, they kicked me out. They kicked me and Lewis out. But you had like a, a real band that y'all was doing oh, like yeah, two joints? Yeah, man. Did me and Lewis that was in the band. We called ourselves the Soulmates. Man, we used to... The Soulmates. Yeah. We called ourselves the Soulmates. Lewis, man, me and Lewis and uh, Hal Williams, a uh, few other guys, man. We uh, used to travel, go to Charleston. Man, they used to run us out of town. We'd get over there. The women started loving us, man. And uh, we have to get the back door. Yeah, because the dude want to fight. Dude want to fight because yeah, all the girls all the are, women love you. We used to have to be at the blue flame out oh, there. No. Oh, oh, man. Yeah, man. We that's, used to, that's, that's, that's all the way. That's all the way back in the gap. See, I think the blue flame had just filled it out by the time the do drop had. Yeah. I want the do drop had. Yeah. Do drop in. Do drop in, baby. Man, listen, the do drop, man, do you know how serious it is to get out, man, before you used to Where was that? And go to spring. Um, I wasn't aware of that one. Man, dude, the dude drop was like, man, it was like in the middle of Gold Spring. Like if you, um, right there, this store make that right. You going around, riding up with the um Harris's and um Bull McChristian and all yeah, those yeah, that. Yeah. It was right there in that big lot, right there in the front. Okay. Right. And so we used to go, we used to go there like on on Saturdays and Sunday mornings. They used to have play pool and do stuff like that. And man, it be grown men in the dude drop. I'm talking about seven, eight, nine grown men standing in front of the mirror, dad, competing against each other. Like <laughs> they was a soulmate. Uh-uh. These <laughs> folks, they, they, that, that was a band though. Yeah. They they <laughs> were more like the Jabberwockies or somebody. Yeah. They they was dancing. They were just dancing. Man, I man, them folks would pop, lock, and drop it all day from from ten, eleven that morning. Yeah. To three, four in the evening, easy. And that's what they did. They battled each other. And that was the weirdest thing I ever seen in my life. I never seen grown man like do that compete and for a dance. Yeah. Now I done seen grown folk uh drums. Mm-hmm. I seen grown grown men compete with drums. I done seen grown man go out and play sport. Um even mm-hmm. with the ladies compete with dancing. Yeah. Choo, choo, man, each other. Oh what what song that is? Man, that was like 
Like that was DJ D Red dropped the beat. When dude bro, when when dude hit him with that, ching ching ching, man. Oh yeah yeah yeah. Looking for the perfect. Oh look, dude. Then this this like the Hammer era. So right now we 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 going away from uh the Afro. We 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 going with yeah yeah Jet to Jerry. Yeah yeah yeah. Yes. With the duct tape. Yeah. We used to wear the biker shorts yep. with the with the with the uh the A shirt, the the muscle shirt. The AC Slaters. Exactly. So everybody <laughs> listen, bro, you grab them his Yeah, 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 yeah. Right. Right. I remember they, they, they couldn't do it. They couldn't they couldn't do the helmet. I used to have a flat top. Yeah. I used to back in the day, man, I had that flat top, boy. Yeah, I had that side that was standing up there. Listen, see, I'm a mom. see, I'm a bone used to go. Yeah. He used to always tell about he he gonna take a trip. He gonna take a trip. He gonna drive to San Diego. Ooh, ooh, yeah. ooh, ooh, ooh. I'm like, what's your infatuation with San Diego? That's oh, a beautiful place. And see, and yeah, I asked him. See, right and then ocean. you know he real beautiful. Right on the ocean. But he like now knowing that you went to went to San Diego. You guys stayed though. I was the first one. It there. all makes sense now. Yeah. See, you know I got I mean? them all out there. Yeah, I ended up getting every one of my siblings out uh-huh. there, but some of them, my sister didn't stay. Yeah, uh, I know, I know, I know. Bone, he was like, it was just Bone used to live like, right behind me in my house. Right, I, he lived. I I converted my my converted my uh, garage into a studio apartment. Right, right, right. And Bone lived there. Yeah, for that, years. That's my dude, man, that's him my and Stanley too. He used to, Sweet he used to be in love. He used to be in love with my auntie. So, uh, which one y'all take? Be uh, careful, be careful smoke. with the secrets, man. Oh, uh, no, no, no. <laughs> nah, don't say it. Nah, nah, nah. I was just talking. Nah, just talking. With, uh, my auntie, uh, uh, smoking. Yeah. Yeah, that's the one he used to love. Oh, okay. He used to love. He used to love. He so he, he'll ask her uh, around holiday, like, you ain't smoking around. Like, you know, if she was here, I, I'll bring it to you. You know what I'm saying? So one time, he had moved around the corner from us. I, I told him I ain't smoking. I was like, you want to come with me? So I go around him, I knock on the door, I'm like, why ain't smoking him? He's like, for real? Was that when he first moved back here? I think, I think Was he, he living in a Moscatico Alley over there? I want to say he was staying on Blissow Street. No. Blissow, Blissow. Blissow, right over there. Oh, 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 uh-uh, not Blissow. Uh-uh, not Blissow, Harvey. Harvey Street. Three, That's three, what I three, mean. Harvey. Harvey, Harvey Street, right exactly. around the corner from my mom. Yeah, right around the corner. From, my mom stayed right down Papa Street, C thirty one Papa. Oh, okay. And he stayed around on Harvey Street. On Harvey Street. That's right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I don't know why I get Blessed Street. Yeah, on Harvey Street. Blessed Street. That's uh. He lived right across. Goddamn Reggie, he think he Man. just Malcolm Luther. Ma'am Luther King, yes. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, bro. What's up? You bro? see Carter B supporting on Jay Z? That's a lot for support, Jason. Rap said that one of my favorite female rappers gonna actually partner with the initiative. Damn. Well, she a part of Rock Nation too, so. So, do you feel like it's love or is it an obligation? <laughs> Probably obligation. Um, Kevin Gates said he he with it. He see he see the movement. Yeah, I, mean, I don't really rock with a lot of Kevin Gates shit. His music be ten. Some of his I don't like Muslim Gates. I like Baton Rouge Gates. Yeah, I like when he be a real Negro. Yeah. A Negro. Mm-hmm. Nah, I like I like the 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 the. No, man. I'm a rapper, but I'm intelligent Gates. I don't yeah. like the centipede eating gates. I don't <laughs> like yeah, yeah, like he doing weird shit now, man. You dye your hair and mm. 
Mm-hmm. You trying to buy a camel and shit like that. He alright. Fuck. Man. I like that. Ignorance of the law is not accepted. Okay. Ignorance of the law is no excuse. You hear me? I like that gate. Yeah. I don't like this. Uh, you know what I'm talking about? Blood, hair, crib, brown, <laughs> and gate. I don't know. Like, my nigga losing me a little bit. Because I didn't fuck with his music at first. I didn't know him. Yeah. Like, I watching interviews and shit. Like, damn, this nigga... Like, it fucking me up. Then it, he, Dr. Umar, me, basically. He, he got real weird, though. Yeah, he was, he would hit me with some words that I wasn't used to. Like, damn, this nigga smart as a motherfucker. And then I found out he was just goddamn for day going to goddamn camera. That's it. The hell they talking about? My connection not private. Something, that ain't good. Somebody, somebody hacking me. That ain't good. Is they, <sighs> is they hacking the boy? I'm trying goddamn. Dude, this thing gonna start off a firestorm, though. I feel like. Yeah, On some real nigga shit. I think. Yeah, nobody. I think it gonna. I think it. It gonna be needed. It gonna. It, we gonna have to do that, like. Quarterly, at least. You get what I'm saying? Like. Mm-hmm. Because. I don't think. I don't think Grenada ready to see. Um. The public. Getting they shit. Like, nah, nigga, actually, we got the power. Hold on, we're gonna do it like this right here for a second. Bump this shit. Turn these motherfucking mics off right now. No. Fuck a nigga. Bad boy records, nigga. Loom, what up? Nigga. <laughs> <laughs> that nigga called that Loom, dude. Loom's a real gangster, though. Y'all bullshit. Loom. Loom in prison. Yeah, yeah, that bitch got caught with all types Hell of yeah, Loom in prison. Him and G-Dip. He got his hockey shit. Big type of man. best served like steak. Well done. Get a gun in your face. Big nigga. People have you praying to God. Move your kids. Have you hiding your mom. Is when you hide behind the mother niggas, but they ain't killers, they ain't pulling them triggers. Fuck niggas. People, how you keying our cars? Heart broke, yours don't look like ours. Them niggas ain't dying for you. Taking half of everything you get, yeah. Them niggas ain't dying for you. <laughs> them niggas ain't dying for you. And we know that. Contract all fucked up. I guess that means you all fucked up. You signed to one nigga, the sign to another nigga, the sign to three niggas. Now that's bad luck. Damn that shit, even the odds now. You better off selling this hard now. You call it living out your dreams. You can't fly without your wings. You get it. Jeremy Scott saw camouflage. You can't hide it from yourself, career sabotage. I was really in that travel lodge. You just lying through your catalogs. Where the blood and the battle scars. We the ones the judge juggling them gavels on. Put me to the body, nigga. First 48, put us to them bodies, nigga. Round here, we don't play that. A to the K that, spray that, lay back. You can keep your beats, nigga. We much rather shake your bitch, nigga. Bitch, nigga. Three million can't hide that. 
It shows in the homes, I didn't try that. That's why you'll never be my neighbors. Smile as you waving, but we know you niggas hate us. Fuck you playing games for. Don't be scared, get everything you came for. They got you talking that big shit. Little do you know we don't miss shit. Them niggas using you as a pawn. You see they never loaded their guns. Now you out here all by yourself. Ask Steve Jobs, wealth don't buy health. Yeah. Beef is best served like steak. Well done, get a gun in your face, bitch nigga. Beef have you praying to God. Move your kids, have you hiding your mom. Beef is when you hide behind them other niggas. But they ain't killers, they ain't pulling them triggers. Fuck niggas. How you key in our cars, heart broke, yours don't look like ours Them niggas ain't dying for you Them niggas ain't dying for you Throwing that flag up, running around, you hot shit Taking half of everything you get Yeah, them niggas ain't dying for you <laughs> Them niggas ain't dying for you Now man. see, now I did see some gay shit, but they it was like on, openly baby. gay shit though. Back on baby. Yup, yup. <laughs> Yo, Mastermind Podcast, man. Look, uh, y'all want to get into some topics or we gonna jump straight? We gonna, we gonna jump into some topics before we go live with Doug. We gotta get them for a little minute. All right. Oh. Deja Pierre stand up. We saw it. Y'all seen, y'all seen Deja Chappelle? Nah, I ain't seen it yet. Y'all seen Trip. What part did you feel like was the most offensive? None of it. Absolutely none. I didn't. I didn't see it as overly offensive. But I saw like two clips. I saw the uh, the juicy, yeah, yeah juicy Smollett. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I saw that and I saw them telling about the abortion. Shout out to him because I agree totally, totally with that. I agree with that. totally. Now, um. The part that he was talking about um, when he was doing his show and he went in a woman's room, um, went into the office with an old woman and she was like, he couldn't say, faggot, <laughs> you feel me? But yeah. he could say nigga, you know what I'm saying? Not a nigga either. Like, I think he did it in a, in such a strategic way that you, set him up. you couldn't take it as nothing but comedy. I didn't see it, but it's been a lot of eyebrows being raised, especially in the LGBT community, because they said that he's a habitual offender yeah. <laughs> against their clan. Well, it's um, the trans community, bro. They they got an ongoing beef with him. Like he got a little back and forth. He got going back with them, right? And the only reason he keep on making jokes about him because they keep on saying stuff. Like they keep showing him that they offended by him. So he gonna keep on touching on his subject. It's a joke. I took it as a, I took it all as a joke. Now the part that fucked me up was the hey guy, 
in 15 years if I find out anything. Yeah. <laughs> who was that? <laughs> who was that? Y'all. That's you, motherfucker. <laughs> Bro, they fucked me up. It was like, damn. Like, I just condemned the motherfucker, goddamn, against the black community <laughs> for some shit that they did, goddamn, 20, 40 years ago. So it is me. Yeah. Now that that fucked me up. Everybody got that, that part did that definitely fucked me up. But now uh, they did it. He did it one hundred percent by the book. It was a comedic way for everybody to look at themselves and say, "Hey, we got to do better." He, he put a mirror up to their face. My favorite. My favorite part was um the Anthony the Boy dying thing. Yeah, that's some real shit for us, bro. Like. That, that, that is that real. That man had the best job ever traveling the world, eating food, with talking great to people. people. <laughs> with yeah. great people. Then he killed himself. And he killed himself. Yeah. Then we know a nigga that's, got, <laughs> that's homeless down there from the hood. Oh, that, 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 ain't that left the hood and got successful, got married, did everything by the books, and had a divorce. Fucked him up. He the manager at fucking Foot Locker, goddamn. Not never once did this nigga think killing himself was the answer. My oh. nigga said, I even got that. <laughs> I even suggested it to him. <laughs> I'm like, hey. <laughs> bro, listen, bro, that's that is, shit, man, bro. that is by far his best Netflix joint. I, I like all them bitches, man. That, that's his best one. I might have to go back and lick the muscles again. Though. Bro, that's his best one. Yeah, because he, he got deep on that motherfucker. Man, that shit was it wasn't about right on time. time dressing this time. <laughs> And you got all of everything in here. You got Hispanics. You got whites. You got blacks. And the, the alphabets. <laughs> and then, then the you got queer. The, <laughs> Look at the color. I just want to get in here. You got some L's, some B's, <laughs> some G's, and some T's. Got it. And I think that the G's are driving the, <laughs> driving the car. That's <laughs> fact. Listen, I take you wherever you want to go. <laughs> They said the queers looking at the window like, I just want to know what I got to do to get in there. <laughs> and then it's the T's, goddamn. They can't stand my guts. They they hate that man. Like Listen, every time, like every time, brother, he always got some for Listen, man. Um, as far as his work, all of all of his work, all his stand up, um, so included his skits. What would you rank? That stand up. <laughs> Shit, it's hard. Because um, Chappelle show hard to top. Can't top yeah, it. Yeah, can't top that. Period. That's legendary. It's, it's legendary skits that his stand up could never stand up to. Yeah, it's, it's some stuff you'll never be Bill Bigsby, you can't get close to that. Yeah. You can't get nowhere near close to that. You can't get Tyrone Bigsby. You can't get the blind racist dude. That's, yeah. that's Bill Bigsby. That's who it was? Yeah. Okay, uh... I thought Tyrone Beasley was the crazy. Yeah, uh, Tyrone Bigum. Uh, that Bigum. Yeah, Big one. Tyrone Bigum, baby. Yeah, that's who it is. <laughs> this, that's legendary, bro. But this stand-up is easily probably top five of his work. Yeah. It's, it's in the top five for sure. Easy. It's too early to, you know, to say, right. and, and we ain't talked about it. I ain't giving no thoughts. And, and I don't think, I, don't, I think, um... I think that ain't his best work to come, though. Yeah. I, I, he, he tied in with Netflix pretty tight right Yeah, now. he got 60 mil. Yeah, he owed him some more work. Yeah, he <laughs> gonna get it. Man, I man know how to rape something, though. Yeah, oh, yeah. He gonna he, he take some money and get away with it. And talking about done did it. He know how to rape something. Done yeah. did it. That boy's 
Yeah. But I'm gonna tell you this Netflix that made that money three times over just off, off this, this yeah. kind of subscription yeah. probably went up head over. And then I think now with Netflix, I think with their own stuff they get like um rating views like mm-hmm. the same as you like know, TV. Fox and all that. So yeah, with their own show though, Academy not with the I stuff that original yeah. content. Yeah, they be Academy Award winning shows and shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you know what I'm saying? That's how they able to Keep those shows on, you know what I'm saying? Like they own show. Um, even um All American is um I think after they contract up, they gonna do one with Netflix. Like Netflix wanna keep them. So you know what I'm saying? It's stuff like that, like Netflix. Yeah, they they, they taking over the game. That's what we doing a show that was already on TV. Like you said, but it was mm-hmm. another show though. That it been out there by two, three years and people wanted it back and they gonna reboot and it. And they gonna there. reboot it. You yeah. see what I'm saying? I know um uh Blackish they mm-hmm. was they was thinking about doing it with Hulu. Like they mm-hmm. were gonna go to Hulu full time, but um I got Hulu they, and barely turn them motherfucker on. That's crazy. Yeah, there'll be no new shit out there. Listen, do y'all got any do y'all, y'all subscribe to anything? Like yeah. you subscribe to anything? Netflix, Hulu? Yeah, I got Netflix. Yeah, I subscribe to all of them. I, I got it. Okay, y'all good y'all the good black people then, cause I know some for one, two, three movies. And all yeah. this stuff. Think about it. Think about it. It's too I'm much like, of a hassle. Yeah, like that. yeah, like one, two, three moves, my go to. Listen, bro, I don't yeah. give a damn what platform I go to. Free, paid, I can never find a move of original gangster. I got that on my hard drive. You told me that. I got to bring my hard drive. I mean, I, I mean, can... I know somebody got that move. <laughs> <laughs> black folk. I mean, black uh, folk. Black yeah. folk. <laughs> Listen. That's why the white people right now is taking over the screen when they're in service. Because yeah. the soldier boy motherfucking ass show them motherfucking how to get all the goddamn money. He showed them how to bootleg early, bro. Bro, listen. Bootleg on shit. Shut up, be soldier. We're going to get the string. We're going to get the screens and the ringtones and shit like that. Yeah. Y'all, this, this, I know y'all motherfucking ain't watching my video on BET. Y'all watching that motherfucker on Lime Wire, goddamn. <laughs> get away. So, go, guess what's going to happen? I got a ringtone for it, though. Buy the ringtone. Though before they start letting you splice shit yourself. Listen, so now, now you got Netflix. Um, <clears throat> this, this big one with Dave, like, who bigger than Dave Chappelle can they sign to do special? Well, mostly comedians look up to Dave now. You see what I'm saying? Like if, he the OG. If they, if they get a exclusive Kevin Hart, which we gotta talk about him in a second. In just a second, yeah. If they get like an exclusive Kevin Hart deal, that might be the only thing they can like probably yeah match that. Well, Eddie Murphy said he got something coming with him too, though. Yeah. Oh yeah, that's right. Um, he he said the name of it. Um, um I know he got Dolomite coming out. I think he's gonna go straight to Netflix too. The movie? Yeah, he they did yeah, they, they, they redid Dolomite. Dolomite, yeah. Mm, that's dope. That's okay. See, Eddie, he he always get this spurt of work. He he work 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 didn't stop. He just stopped for some reason. He do right. he do it every decade. Dub do the same shit. Yup, Dub do the same shit. Dub be in the studio seven months fucking straight. Seven months straight. Going the hiatus. And yeah, then just right. disappear like motherfucker be like, what the hell dub it? Like <laughs> I get on fucking Instagram and shit goddamn regain regain on everything. On boat, we, fish you got this, this motherfucker <laughs> might have some weird ass fish. I'm I'm a I'm a, a source fish uh, fisher now. What is it? Smyrna, Georgia, and fucking goddamn uh, Indianapolis. Fish. Then this nigga told me I remember one time getting on this live and shit, the nigga like, man. 
Man, I think I'm finna get on the boat and go to Canada. I'm like, whoa, what the fuck? How the fuck you gonna leave Detroit to go to Canada? <laughs> nigga, you can see it from right where you be at. Bro, this nigga turn the camera around like, shit, that bitch is right there. Yeah. I said, how the fuck you finna get to Canada, nigga? On his live. I'm get on a boat. This nigga, like literally, bro. Get on a fucking boat. Now I gotta do a ride like here. I'm from Mississippi. <laughs> I ain't never been to fucking, I ain't been nowhere farther north than St. Louis, nigga. So, I don't... Nah, I've been, I've been, I've been to Minnesota. I've been to Minnesota one. Man, you could have went to Canada for real. You could have walked. You could have walked to Canada from Minnesota. Hey, listen, bro. You would think everything um, far out, but everything so. That's close, like it's man. right. I don't think about it though. If you so walk through the woods and they catch your ass, you going to jail, jail. Huh? You could have walked. You could have walked to Canada from Minnesota. Like they, it ain't no gate. It ain't there. You could walk straight through that motherfucker. I don't think I worry about it. like some rangers might patrol. They they smuggle a lot, you know. They they grow a lot of weed and stuff. Right, in Canada. Right, yeah. They they get the backpackers and run this shit straight to America. Wow, listen, bro. Never, cause I'm not thinking right there. Yeah. I'm thinking when you say Canada, I'm like, damn. Like I'm trying to visualize the line, but the line is man. You might have to water. Jump, you might have to jump a few puddles or something. It's like a little stream here and there. Yeah. But your biggest they part is it was a thousand lakes up there, motherfucker. Some shit. Then he up there with the Great Lakes. Yeah. So yeah. what lake is that that connect? Um. This Detroit and and Canada. What? So what's the water? What's the body of water that's right there? Is that Lake Michigan? Lake Michigan, one of them. I think. Yeah. Area. I think that's the. No area. black person know all five. Nah, we, shit, no. Nah, I forgot that shit <laughs> in the civics class, me. You got Erie, Huron. Huron? That LeBron cook? <laughs> uh, oh, that's my lawyer, Huron. Huron. Hey, <laughs> he said Huron. That's my lawyer. That's my like, listen, he, he personally, uh, well, my Proctor, man. Shout out. <laughs> I feel you. <laughs> listen, listen, bro, but yeah, it's fine. Don't, nobody know all the motherfuckers. Ontario, Michigan. Yeah. Hey, yeah. Uh, See, there you go. Oh. Right. Uh, Eerie. Well, you know what? Uh, that's, hold on. Eerie, hurrah. Eerie, hurrah. Ontario. Uh, damn, Michigan, Lake Michigan. Ontario. There you go. I don't, did I say Ontario uh, twice? Uh, Fuck it. It's, I'm close, goddamn. You got four of the five. <laughs> so, I passed. I don't, I don't no, know what five. We only got five questions, bro. One of them can hurt you. Yo, you so right. So. But I got four, so that eighty percent, we good, we good. Shout out. Pay. I can't think of the field one though, cause I keep thinking I'm saying one twice. So fuck it, it is what it is. Kevin Hart, man, shout out to Kevin. It first off, superior. It is superior. Damn, fuck. God damn uh, that. See how we forget that one out of all, out of all the motherfuckers. God damn it. Then this nigga over here Googling this shit. That's why I don't fuck with this nigga right here, bro. Because he's going to the whole time, like, this nigga is like, goddamn Judge Tidwell, bro. Like, he is Double not going to let you live with the wrong answer, bro. He going to Because I'm telling you, that's the only thing that fucked me up. Chicken and double chicken. Before we go to Kevin Hart, bro, that's the only thing that really fucked me up about the whole buddy shit. Was that when we was walking out that bitch? He told you what was gonna happen. Nah, listen, listen. When I tell, I like, bro, he ain't call me, buddy. My nigga said okay in a way you knew it wasn't okay. Yeah, okay. So when it happened, it ain't, <laughs> and it happened in front of him. He had to give me the whole rundown on what he was thinking when we were walking out the door. 
We spent 15 minutes talking about the the walk out of the door, bro. Like, bro. Go get down. Listen to slow motion. That's what made me so goddamn. I couldn't do shit with lag because this is what he doing. Y'all didn't watch Breaking Bad. Hey. Um, 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 Breaking Bad. You know what Breaking Bad? I don't think so. Man, man, you know where, you know the story, the science teacher. Oh, yeah, with the. He had to to find a way to make money. He was making milk or something. Yeah, they they started making milk. He got Mm -hmm. one of his ex students, and his student knew how to make it. Yeah. That straight drop. Right. So they. You know what? They come out with a movie now. Yeah, wow, because that was a series. Yeah, yeah, yeah I seen a couple episodes. Yeah. And they finna make it into a movie. Yeah, they about to make a Netflix movie. That's they got to deal with Netflix. Man. So back to Kevin Hart. Is he paralyzed? No, they said he had surgery and back stabilized. He got to recover. Okay, that's don't, right. Don't be sharing no fake sites, Facebook. Listen, bro. My <laughs> thing is black folks do not check sources. Listen, bro. my first thing I did when I seen the shit. They, Cause they saw the picture of him smiling and then the car and shit. Car crumbled up. Like, yeah, I'm like, damn. I'm like, did he die? You know, cause shit, when Nip first got hit, you know what I'm saying? Like, at first, it was like, like uh, somebody got shot and Nip was with one of them. And one of them, right. Like, damn, he's a vibe, you know what I'm saying? So I go to I check out the Kevin Hart shit, shit and, like, I didn't see no info on the shit mm-hmm. for a few hours. So when I did see one. They said he actually walked away from the accident. That's what I was finna get to. Like, he actually was up. But then there was some more shit on YouTube that was like... Man, don't listen to them folks. Yeah. They said they vocal cords were this. They cursed their vocal cords and all this shit. So, he actually in stable condition, right? Yeah. Man, shout out to Kevin, man. Hope you make a 100% recovery. You to be careful you know what I'm saying? Definitely, bro. Listen, for somebody who's been affected by driving and the death of... Being in one of those vehicles, bro, listen. Ditto. Listen. Drive safely. Drive safely, man. And sometimes you can't help it, though. I done had people to, to pass away that, that was in the right, and there was somebody else that didn't know what the fuck they was doing. And, you know what I'm saying? In the mouth, but please, man, drive safely out there, man. Kevin, get well, you feel How me? little kid. <laughs> yeah, man, yeah, man. Cause see, listen, yeah. I thought we had you, but it was famous, Amos, though. Yeah, we had famous. I was like, damn, man. bro, and Kevin Hart in this bitch. And nigga like, nah, he's famous. Oh, <laughs> like, shit, man. no man. See, but that nigga, that nigga was the coolest motherfucker yeah, we ever had. That, that was my favorite interview. Ain't gonna lie to you. Man, bro, that shit was smooth selling. That's why when we do this forum, like. Need fame name to come up. <laughs> Hell, Hell no. Nah. We won't get shit to come. This motherfucker. Yeah. <laughs> I bet you won't. <laughs> He'll jump up on the you table and shit. The stage. He'll slide on the wood. Listen. <laughs> I pod, like, the, the crazy shit is, like, I pod is slick funny too. If you yeah, just I watch pod, those videos. I pod is hilarious. <laughs> when I see you, <laughs> diaper goat. Bro, my nigga ain't said shit all fucking interview. Bro, we mentioned some bullshit. Like, when you first getting in the game, did you get fucked up? My nigga said, hell yeah, when I see you. It's <laughs> a nigga named Diaper Goat. <laughs> diaper Goat, bro. It's the they nigga named, named Diaper Goat. Yeah, from Florida. Do not fuck with that nigga. Words, <laughs> these day words, bro. Don't fuck with that nigga. That nigga had been goddamn booking them niggas shows and shit. And selling them money out the top. Telling them what the motherfucker gonna pay and making motherfucker pay a certain price and keeping it and paying them what he said he was gonna pay. 
I said I thought that was good business. <laughs> <laughs> it ain't the contract. Yeah. Exactly. It's, it's good. It's a good business, but it's Jake yeah. here. Yeah, it's good it's business on Neighborhood. Yeah, they <laughs> on. That nigga was Come and keep it funky like that nigga, they, they were I was doing that with Oli though Yeah Pay yourself first <laughs> So you check his ass No But shit bro knew what He yeah, knew what was going on He knew So that's that's what Diaper Go supposed to be doing now Oh okay then. Okay that's the part That I'm missing out Yeah Diaper Go Charge the extra On top of the extra Listen that can't be my phone either. Yes sir It's your phone You don't, want, you don't want to listen to R&B Or that's your dream Drake, time bro. When Drake called, that, 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 that's that real. That's that real right there. It's that, yours. Yes. Yes. That's that's why. This nigga here. Guess, get what she finna probably tell me. Food done. I bet you that's what she said. What you gonna nah, do? Nah, she said me said I'm so hungry. <laughs> <laughs> you hungry? Yeah. yeah. <sighs> so what you bringing home with other words? <laughs> I'm finna call cook the hamburger. <laughs> Cause I want one of the motherfuckers out there for me. Look, 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 look. Snowfall or power? Ooh. Who, who got who got an ounce? You watch power? I just got into snowfall. Snowfall better. I watched season one. Snowfall more. I'm on, I'm on, I'm, I'm on episode six. It ain't number freeway with Ross Stewart. I'll get back to you on that. See, this this, this <laughs> my this my joint like. It's the freeway with Ross Stewart. Power was was faster. It's like you get you, they were more up to speed in the beginning. But I, I want to see what because it, it seems. Well, I'm invested now. I'm invested now. I'm six years in, so yeah. now I gotta watch. Even though the writing got bad, yeah. It, it's like a lot of unrealistic shit going on. You this then, nigga kill the girl you love. You claim you want to kill him, but you going to have a, a wrestling match with him, and then your son. I don't think it stopped. You would have killed that nigga right there if you were going to kill him. Exactly. Because you trying to get restore some order with this little motherfucker that, anyway. So now I got the kill. Man, that was just, man, Oh, my bad. My yeah. bad. I would, so I know how to torture you for now. You're like, yeah, you get to talk crazy. I'm, yeah. just, I'm like, hold his arms and I'm just start telling the story. Damn, it's easy right now. Yeah, but now it is some crazy shit that's going on. Yeah. <laughs> That's, that's definitely yeah. unrealistic. Yeah, it, it's, it's some shit. But that, again, though, so you know. the viewers ain't seen it neither, too, though. You know? Oh, yeah, no. We let them know that. Um, well, they should be good by now. Spoiler alert. Yeah. <laughs> Sunday, listen, Sunday been nothing past. Most of you motherfuckers shit been nothing watch these motherfuckers. A, a bunch of Sundays. But again, though, what we comparing Snowfire to, like, right now? Or if we compare Snowfall, Snowfall and Power in season three, that's tough. Yeah, season three Power. That's tough. tough. What if the writing go bad in season four for Snowfall? Or it ain't it. no. Or or it ain't no. They they got to do something real stupid. Cause I'm trying to think the up. wire. It was like what eight seasons, seven the, seasons. The wire had a dip in the middle of their run. And then, but toward the end though, the shit got back fire. I already see the little young niggas get popping on. You see what I'm saying? Like that, that would have been dope. You know what I'm saying? They would have told these niggas story. Like that would have probably took them to fucking Grey's Anatomy type numbers. See, um, nah, Law and Order, cause Law and Order been on 21 years. Yeah. Shit, I think goddamn, uh, I think it been 20 seasons, 22, 21, 22 seasons of Grey's Anatomy. Grey's Anatomy been on. Yeah, cause I think way longer than I thought. Law and Order had. Had a little, they had a little stoppage at uh, one point. Uh, the SVU. 
I think yeah. I think when we compare yeah. Snowfall and, and, and Power season one, two, and three, and just leave it at they, that, they I think it's more season tough. one of Power better than season one Snowfall. Facts and season two was but tough. The two and three like right on board with each other. Yeah, so when we when we just compare that part, then it's a whole different ball game. Power is that motherfucker. It was until season five that you really. Four, you probably got damn start burning out on that motherfucker. But five was terrible. Charleston Day. Grenada Day. That's all it was. And I want to say Grenada did not show up for the city. Bruh. It, it, was, it was a lot of instances of baby girl. Somebody should have told you not to wear that. Mm. <laughs> I think I want to go live with that. You feel me? <laughs> That's what I'm saying, like again, back to what you was talking about. <laughs> that definitely didn't hold it down like talking about. Yeah. And we could have showed up and and a little bit better than it. We bro, we were the only motherfucker getting locked up. We were the only motherfuckers over there fighting. Now, Charleston had a couple incidents this Sunday, but I was there Friday and Saturday. They were fighting and shit over there, man. It was all kind of dumb shit going on. That's why I didn't get it. And all the while, on the car driving, being reckless. It was Grenada motherfuckers. Charleston (laughs) folks wasn't doing shit. but They they respect their city. Man, Charleston, no, they do a shit certain way. Even if you come to Grenada, they doing this shit. Yeah. But Charleston... They park right down the little strip. They park, get out their car, they hang out, they walk up and down that motherfucker, um, buy food, and get fucked up. This is what Charles and Fo do. It's the Grenada motherfuckers that coming over this motherfucker, bro, fucking everything up. And then it's like, I'm a Grenadian. So when motherfucker come by and they doing this dumb shit on you these cars. Yeah, you know what the first thing they do, though? What's up, scrap? They're like, damn. I'll let you let motherfuckers know. That's the home team. <laughs> bro, we had motherfuckers on, on the sidewalk riding motorcycles and shit. Like, that was the type of shit they was doing, man. So, you know what I'm saying? We did not. We would. And then another thing, it was like, we weren't unified like how we were back in the gap. Like, we was talking to Astro shit. Like, if Astro did a show and we were there, we weren't. Even though we might not be tightest friends, we we finna go over there with these niggas at. We finna go over there with these niggas at. We didn't d- dub the same way. If dub was performing somewhere and we was in the same spot, we went to where oh, dub yeah, was yeah. at. You saying like the east side fellas? Yeah, like okay, yeah. my clicker niggas gonna get with your clicker niggas and they gonna make our whole that look out there in circle yeah, building. Yeah. And not only that, but ain't too many motherfuckers gonna try 25, 30 niggas. Fight out, we about this bitch. We gonna do it all the way till we can't. Now it ain't no unification because Dub and his circle, his, his three, four guys, they I seen Rod. Well, nigga shouldn't be. No mind. Guess who I see Rod with? It'll be more unified. Nobody. It's a him and Diamond. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. It's a hundred motherfucking niggas yeah. from Grenada. You ain't gotta be like you And it's a hundred niggas. It, it's out of them hundred niggas, it's forty niggas that solid. Rod and Dub ain't twenty five no more. They ain't gotta do that no more. Well, that ain't they the grown. point. They over there on the whole that different the vibe point. now. They they not even. But 
they shouldn't be it they shouldn't feel like being away from the motherfuckers is better than goddamn being with these motherfuckers. It ain't a threat if you ain't a threat. You just there chilling. You in, you a Jordan Charles today. With your old lady. You ain't gotta be clicked up. Who I'm you, never who you clicked beef up. with? That, what I'm saying is like what I'm saying is like You plan on stepping on a nigga George tonight? Mm, nah, it ain't that And that make niggas wanna fight when they see a mm. group of niggas together. Like what them niggas think they gonna run over, they think they gonna run charge because they from their Because even people Astro them, like it give you that vibe. If it was somebody Astro circle doing dumb shit, I like I tell them, like, bro, listen, we ain't doing that. We ain't on that shit. You know what I'm saying? That motherfucker they gonna have to fight for this show. Nah, that motherfucker, they got Niggas grown. Niggas is 30 something. Ain't nobody, man, I'm not finna be fighting with you because you over there running over people feeding shit. I'm going to tell you something about... What you need, bro? I got kids to die. Yeah. I, I, got, I got kids to live and die for. It ain't, it ain't, it ain't, I ain't got time it ain't, to do it this ain't shit because you You were just talking perception yeah. with Charles. Yeah. It ain't even the fact that we like each other. It's just the fact that 100 niggas look different than one or two niggas. When I was 25, that shit made a lot of sense. Shit. Even, even I'm not today. over there on that vibe, bro. I'm over there goddamn enjoying. Like, why would you ruin me enjoying my day? Mm. Now I got to fight. Who said it got to be ruined? Who said it got to be ruined? Somebody going to jail or getting hurt, one or the other. See, that's because... That's because that's, <laughs> that's motherfuckers That'll, that'll ruin motherfuckers. my day if I had to go, goddamn, go explain to the police station why we had to hurt, dude. That'll be a long-ass day. I ain't saying I need protection or something, but I know what when, you're saying. When me and my old lady were together, we was power, cool. It's power and numbers. It's I know what you're saying. But always. when you get older, you don't you ain't even gotta look at shit that way. Hold on, okay. Let me tell you for example. Motherfuckers from Baseville and motherfuckers that, that that's from Charleston, even Charleston motherfuckers. When motherfuckers went to clapping on motherfuckers on Charleston, guess what Charleston motherfuckers did? They looked, they clinked they clicked up and they bust back on motherfuckers. Like, when shit got sideways, even though this bitch here don't even fuck with this bitch, this bitch here, she gonna help this bitch because they from Charles and they fight some out of town. You get what I'm saying? Like, when you, when you, when you unified and you got a, you got a thorough understanding on shit, shit work better. That's why a lot of niggas ain't making it around here in Grenada because niggas, niggas ain't, niggas ain't using unity. Yeah. Niggas ain't using Right now, Wait, Reggie, Reggie, a rapper, Reggie, a rapper, an engineer, and a motherfucking nigga that know something about business, bro, can take take off right now. But y'all ain't fucking with each other due to whatever reason. Even though the formula work. Fuck it, do it yourself. You see what I'm saying? You can't rap. <laughs> do it yourself. You can't rap. Well, I'm a star rapper. <laughs> <laughs> you see what I'm saying? I got Doug. Doug, my rapper. Everybody knows Man, somebody. Man, listen, I love Trill the Dell. He been doing it all his life. And one of his main things, he ain't got a team. No he coming. A team. No coming. I'm telling you. I can because hold up on mine. I can say a lot of And that. I look him in the eyes and I tell him. I tell him this every single fucking time, bro. Get you a team. Get you a team. You can't make all the beats and make all the raps and then A and all your shit. Then turn around and be your so you lawyer. Think, you don't think some of that shit's on decision to do that? That way? It's a little bit of yeah and nay. It's a little bit of yeah and nay. It's a lot 50-50. Of it. It's a lot of bit of yeah and Because he might been in a situation where he wanted to do it and then motherfucker didn't do it and then he get to thinking that 
Fuck it, I just do it my damn self. No, nah, it, it ain't never been like that, really. It it probably have been. I'm saying, as far as what I done seen in this situation, he want to do all this shit himself, and your opinion really don't take don't matter too much. And that's just that's the artistry. A lot of artists feel that way. This my shit. This yeah. how I want to do it. And your opinion don't really hold much weight to me because I want to do it this way. It's on two things that gonna stop me from fucking with somebody: a nigga that's not solid and a nigga that's gay. Well, you not looking. I ain't well, the wings on. I'm solid as a motherfucker, and I damn sure ain't no homosexual. <laughs> so why you listening to me when I told you that man was gonna call you buddy? It was like to it tell was you. like he didn't I'm call me that shit no OJ. You went fucking with hey, him. Listen, listen, I told him like, it was like I'm not black. I'm OJ. I was like, okay. <laughs> I told him, like, hey, listen, I listen. We walking in the Okay. That nigga slept you in the without your buddy, bro. Bro, I'm talking about hard as a motherfucker. I ain't buddy. So hard that it caught dub attention. Good night, buddy. Fuck me up. I see. He spanked your ass. Why you always coming out the door? That's how I spanked you. Then I wanted to. Then I wanted to say, bro. Boom. You know, yeah, that ain't it, bro. Good night, buddy. But this nigga laughing so hard at like you laughing, like that's that's how you were laughing, bro. Like that shit right wasn't funny instantly. Good night, because buddy. I seen him, <laughs> but I on had the way like, out the door. It's like as soon as he caught, he caught you. Like, and he oh, locked yeah. in on you like the predator, but you ain't even see it coming. Cause I'm looking no, at you. No problem for your name. Scrapper not realizing he done, he got kind of popular in other circles now because man, the man. camera be on him. I don't. I don't put the camera on. I don't put the camera on myself. I told him, man. Hey, he man, said this. You a little popular black. in other areas the now, so said, so you gonna get black. buddies that you never knew you had, bro. Okay. You gonna get buddies that you never knew you had, buddy. Hey, listen, but that if <laughs> he recognized you, you don't know him. Listen, Doug keyed in. He, he can't told you over there. He saw the play. He would kick you. That's what I'm saying. I'm it, see, that's why you had to be in this circle beforehand because we knew. Cause when he said on the inside, I was like, "What he call you?" and walked off. I wouldn't talk to my dad after that. I wasn't finna get called, but I ain't want to have to have it. I called it as soon as he tossed it in the air. I was like, "Oh, here it is! Oh, here it is!" I told Scrap, I was like, "Here it go." We been here before. He said, "Nah." You knew. I was like, "Bro, there it go." Right. I don't think he said. You knew to these folk. He said, "Buddy, like completely." I didn't. He I said didn't it loud and clear. Like, 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 like me, <laughs> like me, most folks will come and they got like a regular glove. I got a first baseman mix, so I'm, I ain't missing none, hey. none of that shit. Hey, it was like this. It I got like, a slab. Look, it was like this. Hey, how you doing? Hey, how you doing? Hey, how you doing? Hey, buddy. He <laughs> 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 I walked out. I can't <laughs> take it. I <laughs> stressed that gentleman. Hey, think, bro, buddy. That shit. Then he kept saying, you going to help me out? So you going to help me out? Me and Smith were like, yeah, yeah, we got you. He's he big, young boy. For what? He needs your help. The, against Charlie. Oh. <laughs> the forces you know? that be. I don't put my I don't, I, I don't make a political stance on on air, but I would say no you know what I'm saying he gonna have to put in some work. We here at the Mastermind Podcast have no political association whatsoever. We just do a podcast. Thank you. Okay, that's the disclaimer. That's disclaimer. The, yeah, most definitely. And you know we got we got elections coming up. You know we got a special election go coming live up. and talk that talk. Yeah, oh, hey buddy, we got hey go buddy. Live, buddy. Let's see. He said we got a special election coming. We got a special mm-hmm. election coming up. You running? No, oh, you, I believe. Hey, you. Eric has it. Yeah, I seen that. He's 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 definitely running. 
Uh, Tim Freeland put in his. Um, he put his hat, his hat in. in 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 the, in the thing now. So yeah, the the only two I know that's running for sure. Um, it's a few more people. Running. I didn't see it. They what's got what's said ain't got to be said. Yeah. for a long time. They need to be speaking up. They ain't Slide got much time. Bit. Slide up a little bit, bro. Because because thing in the mix, man. I mean, I sit on the stool. <laughs> We just kicking it with the good folks. Cause, cause, cause the thing we is, had, we got this other guest to here, man. He, he still, well, you know, Cub don't. He acting brand new. This man. ain't Cub flavor. Cub don't like being on the camera like All that. Right, so we look, you know what I'm saying? We kicking that, we kicking that kick. We kicking that kick. What you got on your chest, there, buddy? Oh, <laughs> buddy. You know, buddy. He buddy me, then not man. Don't talk about like that. Right. I'm gonna tell y'all what buddies do. All right, buddy. They run rabbits eat shit and howl at the moon. Yes, sir. Mm-hmm. But uh, you know what we doing, man. I don't really. Let's talk about something else first. Yeah. Top plan day. Let's talk about let, let them talk about top plan day. Oh, uh, very good turnout for them. You know well, what I'm saying? Who here to the top plan day? Man, listen. I went out there for a little minute. Um, my kid was too bad, man. My little girl, <laughs> she ready to go to sleep. I ain't had no babysitter, so I had to leave. You know what I'm saying? Shout out to my boy Tron. He always makes sure, you know what I'm saying, keep me posted on that. Um, definitely was a great turnout. You know what I'm saying? They held it down. Um, we need we need more of that, though. Louis Johnson and No Name Band showed up. Yeah. Uh, and showed up. Word? Yeah, they said they was up there taking his shirt out singing jokes. You know? Oh, man. They go raising, bro. They go raising. All right, now they didn't do that. They didn't quite do Jodeci, but they was there. Though, but, but it was lit. You know what I'm saying? And like, them, them type of things, this, this is what New Grenada going to bring. You know what I'm saying? More of that. We need more of that energy. That's you know what I'm saying? That vibration. And the love, and the love that, that was being showed out there, you know what I'm saying, amongst the people that stayed out there, you know what I'm saying? It was like no other. You see what I'm saying? So definitely a big shout out to Top Plant. You know what I'm saying? Uh, I know Pearl Street, they do their thing on uh, every 4th of July. Mm-hmm. Um, we need more of that, though. You know what I'm saying? We need more um, community events. We need we need all that. You know what I'm saying? And, and the opportunity to talk about this will be September 11th at the City Auditorium. You know what I'm saying? Hosted by Rich Gang over everything. No. No, no. No. No, not Rich Gang. It's hosted by Masterminds. It's powered by Real Music. It's powered by Real Music. Powered by Real Music. You feel me? And we, the good people of Grenada, Mississippi. We definitely is trying to, um, we're going to do an open forum. You know what I'm saying? So. Definitely, if you want to be a part of it, you want to come sit uh, amongst the audience, you feel me? Um, have your issues uh, laid out, you know what I'm saying? Your questions and, and all that good stuff. We're going to sit, talk politics, and try to find out some solutions on what we need to do around here in our city to make well, our city everybody. better. So, you know what I'm saying? We just talked to Charles. Charles said he coming through. He coming. You know what I'm saying? Um my people is for ESC Entertainment. They they would definitely be in the building. Um, we're gonna have a couple soldiers come through. Um, my mom, she gonna be she gonna be one of the people in attendance. You know what I'm saying? Um, basically, um, she gonna lay out what 
the military can actually do it for us, helping the community and everything. So, you know what I'm saying? Um, That's a new aspect of the thing. You see what I'm saying? So, we're gonna, we gonna definitely be talking to a lot of powerful voices. Look at him, man. He's gonna, gonna be street cats there. Uh, yeah. It's yeah. gonna, it's gonna be mean, politicians, police, whatever. All that. Um, naysayers, yes men, all that. Everybody. I mean, we don't wanna. Make it seem like a town hall meeting, but shit, it's a town hall meeting. Now what it is? At the end of the day, we got a lot of folks that come out and solicit our support at the last minute when they need us. Right. But a lot of times when we need them, if it's nothing but to speak with them for a moment of their time, we can't get with them. Right. And in this upcoming year, we know they're going to be soliciting a lot of support because it's a lot of changes going on in different political positions and different legislative positions in the state, different management positions in the community. So, I mean, we want to know what they bring to the table because I know they got the saying that if it ain't broke, don't fix it. But if it ain't working, then you got to make it work. So so what's one of the things that you that you personally want to talk about, you know what I'm saying, to get across, you know what I'm saying, to the people? I mean, to be honest, I want to see what all these candidates that's coming up from a re-election or election standpoint as far as city council go got to say about some type of economic advancement around it. Because I feel like the gap as far as the margin with job availability for our age group or our bracket is so slim next to none that it forced you to move out. Mm-hmm. And then people kind of look at it a certain way, especially when you educate yourself and move out. They feel like you could have brought different opportunities here, which is true, but they don't welcome you open arms. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Or they hard, don't even give you a start. platform yeah. to do it. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? I know a lot of people that done went out and got their credentials and did all type of things and rich other plateaus outside of here, but it's no platform for them to come where they was rooted mm-hmm. at and, you know, bear the fruits of their labor or even get a kinda, job in they market. It's right. kind of like pulling teeth, man. Like you come out of Grenada and want to help, you want to do this, but you run into blockages at every turn, you know what I'm saying? I mean, the status quo around here right now, you got to know somebody or something to get in a position to be able to even live decent. Let's not even say comfortable, just decent. Because the average person is hand over fist doing something, no matter... Where you work at, somewhere along the way, it's going to falter just because of the way the economy is structured around. So mm-hmm. we're just trying to see if y'all coming out and cooking these hamburgers and hot dogs and saying vote for me and, you know, I bring this to the table. Like, we want to make you accessible to the people that's going to be paying some of y'all y'all salaries and things mm-hmm. of that nature because they got a lot of questions. I be seeing a lot of stuff popping on uh, Speaking Margaret they be talking about a lot, but they don't really got a platform to speak or a voice that's going to speak for them or stand for them if they ain't loud enough to say it. So, yeah, we're going to hold we gonna All wait. them people invited to come. Of course. You know, with this movement, we're opening up the door to whoever want to come. Now, if it's nonsense, speak you know, we're going to address that at the door. Right. But if it's something that's logical, if it's something that's, excuse me, if it's for an advancement, for uh, our community as a whole, and don't think that it's just 
for one ethnic group that we trying to block out this or it's just one movement about black power or trying to alienate us from anybody or any group because at the end of the day, that wouldn't allow advancement because we all live here together. So basically what we're trying to do is strike a platform just for people to express how they feeling and see if we can get it addressed from the folks who are trying to lobby to be in position to address it because a lot of times the folks in power only address things for the people who benefit them. It's people who live outside of that fold or outside of that rim that don't get no attention. Right, right, right. And they make up the greater the majority in my eyes. So, I mean... I know one of the things that I want to basically um, get out there, especially to the audience, is that the power is in the vote. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? The power is, is 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 ours. We have the power. So we got to make so that we using our votes properly, making so that the people that we um, giving these positions to, you know what I'm saying, going to hold up their end as far as like, doing the things that we we're looking to get done. You see what I'm saying? And that's why, basically, through this movement we putting together with this new Grenada thing, we're going to make as many candidates that make themselves accessible to us as transparent as possible to the people. Right. And available to the people. Right. If you couldn't reach to them before getting directly to them, if they make themselves available to us, you got to reach to us. You, you know how to reach out to Mastermind. You right. know how to see Scrap. You know I'm out here. Right. So... We basically trying to connect them to the part of society here or the part of our community that they have no connection and no reach to. Right. And clearly we've been doing it anyway because a lot of politicians, believe it or not, come reach to me and say, help me out, man, I want you. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Right. A lot of them come we, and utilize our platform right here. Individually, you know we all heard that. And, that. and if we get together and we both be like, hey, I heard that same thing, then I'll let you know as a unit how important you exactly. are to this whole situation. Exactly. It go back to so, what I was talking about. Unity. So, and then at the same time, the following that you bring, because a lot of times, sometimes, unity bring the chaos, and who you unifying with is more is more important than just unifying just because. Because yeah. there's strength in numbers, but by the same token, what you have with inside that may be the internal thing that the very thing to tear you down. Yeah, yeah. four quarters like, are better than a hundred people. Like, like life oh, is beautiful, but so, you got cancerous cells yeah. sometimes. You know like, what I'm saying? The reality of it is, man, with this, we ain't trying to like seem because me personally, I feel like I don't mix with politics, but some type of way they keep submerging me in it because they feel like somebody gonna listen when I speak. And I can't shy away from the fact that some people do. Right. So the reality of it is I feel like I should use my voice to get somebody else a voice. Right. I've been a big speaker. Exactly. So I'm going to say how I feel and stand on what I believe in. And at the same time, I feel like that may encourage somebody else to do the same thing. And, and it may it may light a fire. Yeah. And we might get some change or some newness around here to actually elevate us to the levels that we've been lacking for the last decade or so. And we want to repeat that about, this, this you know, is for <laughs> you to speak your mind. Like, whatever your issue is, state that up front. Like, you can, if if you do feel like black people being disenfranchised, you can. If you feel like your neighborhood out in Deerfield or something being neglected, you can say that. And like, then well, the reality of it is, too, not only is it empowering, I feel like it's enlightening, too. Because mm-hmm. a lot of folks, for the folks who make themselves accessible, 
A lot of these folks don't know until they watch Mastermind who the candidates are. Right. A lot of these folks don't know, you know what I'm saying, until they get word of mouth, man, you know, such and such running. So basically what we're doing is putting them in tune with who they councilman might be, who they mm-hmm. need to talk to if this go on. Because, like, at the end of the day, a lot of folks don't know how to maneuver because they have lack of information. Right. And then, you know, us, we ain't seeking no knowledge and no, no black and white. Mm-hmm. If it ain't word of mouth or something we can pick up and watch, now we ain't tapping in. Mm-hmm. So a lot of the folks that may not show up next Wednesday that got nothing to say, they're going to be on there putting their comments in there, mm-hmm. however it feel. I feel like it'll be more impactful if you show up in person because they see your face and they get mm-hmm. familiar with who you are and they may represent you in that section that you stay in. So you need to get familiar with them. Mm-hmm. But we're going to keep putting on and put on the platform to try to get you over this year's time because they got from... Now to May, and then May to November to run. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Their jobs is up in May. Mm-hmm. And then that's when they really got a campaign. They gonna reach to you now. They gonna intermingle with you. They gonna come out and solicit your help and whatever, whatever. But by the same token, don't be so quick to jump on the bandwagon until you see what they really have to bring to the table. Because for the last however many years you've been living around here personally, if you ain't seen no change, why succumb yourself to the same things if they bringing the same thing to the table? Right. I mean, the same change that they in fear of might be the very change that we need that actually going, and excuse me when I speak in layman's terms, or what do they say, bonnet, but that's going to bring the bag. Right. You know, the bag add up. That's all that makes sense. I don't care if you're white, black, green, purple, orange. The bags bring unity. But when you got the folks over here with this money and the folks over here broke, the folks over here living halfway impoverished, if they had some way to kind of spread that equity, not evenly, but just proportion it out where it ain't so unbalanced, then that may level some shit out. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I want to use my platform to let the people that I love, you know what I'm saying, get a chance to talk about, you know what I'm saying, the things that bother them. Like, a couple of my homeboys, they coaches, and, like, they they don't quite understand why um, park and recreation at, you know what I'm saying, the place that they at. And they, they, they want to know, like, are they going to get better? You know what I'm saying? Are they going to put more funds into it? You know what I'm saying? Because my guy coming out their pocket. You feel me? And I know you can relate to it. You know what I'm saying? That ain't something that you should have to do. You know what I'm saying? Now, if you want to go, you know what I'm saying, you want to go do something extra for the kids, that should, you know, that might be on you, but you shouldn't have to pay for the necessities out of your pocket. And that's something that's bothering them. So, you know what I'm saying? They can use this platform to talk to about that. You know what I'm saying? For sure. And that's something that directly affects it go. It, it's a question straight to the city. It's not a question that you know. what I'm saying this is an open air question. Well, the mayor might have to handle it, or a city councilman may handle this, or maybe this person handle this. It's it's a direct. It's a direct question yeah. to a direct part of the city. Yeah, right. You see what I'm saying? So, and I mean by the same token too, because I don't want to scare nobody away. If you coming and you coming from a political aspect or you got a seat at the table already, don't feel like you coming to be attacked or grilled or 
I mean, you basically coming to represent yourself. Mm -hmm. And the people that are going to be speaking to you or interacting with you are the people that you electing to be representing again. So, I mean, I'm saying to both sides, if anybody's showing up to speak with them and the ones that's coming, don't feel attacked and don't come from an attacking position. Like, if you got issues, even if it may be something that it feels like it's a core, it's a way to say it, it's a way to state it. And by the same token, I feel like if you're a candidate, making yourself accessible to these folks, show them more so that you're not just a person trying to sit in the office or hold a position that you're really trying to make an impact. So I feel like over time, the more we do these events, the more folks that show up and the ones that don't show up is going to say a lot about them right. as a whole overall. And then like you said a minute ago, the power's in the vote. Mm -hmm. And it's most definitely numbers don't lie. If you look at the last election, like they about to have this special election, right? The man who won this war won. Was, I mean, don't quote me on this, but I feel like I think it's right. One hundred and seventy-seven votes. Yeah, mm -hmm. like it's you get two hundred people with you out that section, and you done clinked them. But it's like seventeen hundred folks registered to vote over right, there. Right, right, right. Mm. One of them got two. He got like one hundred seventy-seven. The other one got like 150, 140. The lowest man totaled like 60 votes. And I don't like to call names because I don't do the politics. But right. they know what they got. They know who won. They know how they move. You got 200 folks. You got 200 folks in your section. Right. That's why I was like, you going to run? Because right. realistically, if all you got to do is go out there and know the logistics of what it takes to qualify and how to go out there and move and get them numbers. Because mm -hmm. at the end of the day, when you go to the polls, it's not about how many people actually are registered in that section. It's how many people going to show up. It could be 18,000 people registered. If don't, but 800 of them show up and 400 of them voted for you. See what I'm saying? Right. But a lot of people don't know that. And then there's a lot of things that they think hold them back from running for councilmen in their section. No, or a lot of people think or, it's degrees. No, it ain't you. And ain't that's why I say we want to use this platform to empower folks, to let them know, man, you got just as much opportunity in them 24 hours as some of the people that you're sitting back ridiculing or even, you know, saluting Ooh. and praising. You can get out there if you feel like you can make an impact, you know, it's a it's a lot of it's a number of different ways. It's a lot that can be done and that's why when you spoke on Park and Rec a minute ago, like you said, I've been in cooperation with them for some years now. Right. But at the same time and I've seen the incline, decline, all that. And I feel like just from a fair perspective, it's attributed to both sides, the mm -hmm. parks and rec and the participants. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And you can't say it's the kids because the parents got to be the ones that stand on it and stand for the kids. So I, I feel like after five years of better, you know what I'm saying, a middle ways of a decade, like... You can see this, the fault on... Yeah, I can I see the fault being on both sides. Right. Mismanagement on their side right. as well as just lack of support from them. So you know who, who are some people that you want to see come that you probably haven't got a chance to reach out to? All the city councilmen. I'll be at the city council meeting. I'm going to get, um, hopefully, going to put myself or get myself on the agenda so I can go and invite all of them because they're going to be looking to be reelected mm -hmm. this coming year. So Thanks. I'm going to invite them. I'm going to speak with our newly...
appointed city manager and see if she got time on her busy schedule or agenda to get in there and speak for herself and stand on what she's standing on. Um, who else? I definitely uh, want to see Ro. Uh, yeah, we want to reach out to Rolando Fab. We got him on the list. Um, who else? Park and Rec. I'm going to reach out to John Body and okay. TT and see if somebody from their staff can come sit in. We're going to um, see if somebody can tap in and reach out to uh, the police chief, Hartley. Hartley. Yeah, we okay. want some representation in there from them. Because it's, it's definitely, it'll be some questions directly to the police. Ain't no department. doubt. And realistically, I mean, it may be controversial, but right now he's still the acting sheriff all the way up until this coming January, I think it is, something like that. That's yeah, what, yeah. That's when that shit, shit started go out. Yeah, so I'm going to invite um, the sheriff. Yeah, I'm sure. But other than that, man, if you come in to represent yourself, you got a black business, a white business, an orange business. If you got something positive that you're trying to put down and represent yourself and appeal to the people for some support, come. Right. That's that's what we own. Like, we're trying to see Grenada thrive. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's so many cities that's close to us that's, Surpassing us by long shots, like links that we could have been reached years ago, mm-hmm. but it was certain powers that be that blocked a lot of stuff from a lot of individuals who needed it to come here because it would have created jobs and revenue that might kept some of the crime right now, or mm-hmm. kept some of these bodies from dropping around here, or kept your daughter, or your sister, or your auntie, or your uncle from going to get that rocky just bought. Yeah. Yeah. So you know, September eleventh, um, we're gonna City Hall Auditorium. We're gonna have a forum. Um basically come out, you know what I'm saying, um, voice whatever um issues you may have or you know what I'm saying, give a shout out to whoever you may wanna give a shout out to because you know, we opening that too, you know what I'm saying? You just wanna come and Give a shout out to somebody. Um, you can do that too. So you know, but the main thing is definitely um trying to figure out a solution. Like we need to figure out a solution to all the things that pretty much plague us. So you know what I'm saying. If we if, if we want to talk um job opportunities, um you might have run in with the police. You know what I'm saying. You might want to talk to Hartley about that. Why they handling you so rough, you know? Mm-hmm. Just come out and talk to us, man. We're going to be... Because it started at, what, 7? Yeah. So we started at 7. 7 at the City we're Hall start at 7. Man. You know we hoping everybody show up. If you don't show up, we're going to feel like you got something to hide. I'm just being real. Yeah. Or maybe if you ain't prepared, just because we're going to reach. Just reach back. Yeah. You know, we'll set another platform, another date, another Because definitely this ain't going to be the only one. If you're reaching out to us, man, I'm just being real. We're not standing behind no one sole candidate. We're getting everybody they fair shot, they fair swing, however they want to do mm-hmm. it. But I'm saying this, if you solicited my vote, a hot dog and a hamburger ain't going to get it. Right. And I definitely, first, I definitely want to give a shout out to Doug, you know what I'm saying, for um, giving us the opportunity to host it, you know what I'm saying. Yeah, um, my family. I wouldn't didn't know you know what I'm saying. Um, yeah, I was part of the movement. Man, man, man for sure. Cause Lisa, at one point, hey, hey, listen, bro. One point, he was like our only guest. Like, <laughs> I ain't got time. Like, to real, real talk. Like, I'm real talk. Like, you like our only guest. He showed up like two, three times in a row.
Man, I just want you know what I'm saying to tell you, man, I appreciate that. You man, know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? Um, all the people that's out there that I definitely don't want to hear nothing. No complaints. Oh yeah, we inviting our newly elected county prosecutor. Oh, uh, Robbie Wilson. Yeah, we A friend of the show. Hey, I just like saying that, bro. Like you hear me? We got friends of the show, bro. You know what I'm saying? Shout out to Robbie. Nigga, like a young Dunn Simpson. Man, right? listen. We, need, we we definitely um I'm I'm video I, I, soul, I, soul, video I definitely want to reach out um to um video soul gold. a couple of the runner ups, you know what I'm saying? See if that you know what I'm saying? Facts, so they can come speak yeah, their piece. Speak their piece you know what I'm saying? I'm sure they got some thank yous to send out because mm-hmm. they did get some votes. They got some support. And you know you live to run again. Yeah, man. So you know what I'm saying. Listen, September 11, man. That's the Mind Podcast, man. We're gonna be hosting. Um, the what, what we're gonna call it? We're gonna call it Masterminds Podcast, the New Grenada Edition. New Powered Grenada. Powered by Masterminds. And, and that and is. And with that being said, you Ooh, feel me? That is. Episode 64, man. We here, man. We're gonna be right back Did with you. You show because I've been watching. Y'all See? show. Now look, it's his fault. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's his fault. I started some shit. It's, it's his fault. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Put it on. It's Cubs' fault. What number episode? 64. We at 64 now, now, so you know what I'm saying? It's all good, we, we man. Appreciate you. Yeah, man. Yeah. We're going to come back with y'all in just a minute, man. Listen, y'all just hold on tight. You feel me? Man, listen, I told you, folks, man. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm I'm having a similar yeah, vision. Yeah, have been watching. 2016. <laughs> we, we, we doing that nigga got three episodes <laughs> deep with the wrong guy. Oh, everything. <laughs> Listen, <laughs> 63, though. It's 62. Fuck that. <laughs> <laughs> that. But I remember 2016 when Tar was running for mayor, and I was telling, I was telling Prince, I was like, man, we ought to do something like, man, we should just collect everybody, man. And I was saying, um, we should do it at Taylor Hall. We should go to Taylor Hall. Get all these folks to speak. Let these folks, you know what I'm saying? Hear what they got to say. Prim like, nigga, just two weeks ago, nigga, you was selling weed. (laughs) 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 But that fucked me up. That that go back to what you said, though. You know what I'm saying? Don't let no shit deter you from your motherfucking chance to be great. Right. I did that. I I had a long, it could have, this could have been four years, three years ago. You feel me? But. Because what this nigga said, I was like, fuck it. <laughs> I was like, fuck that. I was like, you right, bro. I did have an ounce like said about a good two days ago. But now, you know. It, it deterred you a little bit. Yeah, just a little bit. But, you know, at the end of the day, you know what I'm saying? You can't let that stop the business, bro. You got to handle it. You know what I'm saying? Just oh, at, the, at the time, um, we had uh, you had Charles Latham. Pete was running. Um, Hargrove with them. That was a perfect opportunity to have something like that. You know what I'm saying? Because they was actually fighting. Like, they was trying to win. And then this was like April. That was like April 2016. So, you know, they was, what they were going to, they were going to come up for election round with November or something like that. When, when that, now the city, the city, they do it like, like, all, all, okay, May. Okay, they were right. Yeah, okay, you might. That, that. So they were right there at the borderline. That was the perfect opportunity. That was even better. But I ain't capitalized. I was like, fuck it. I was like, fuck it. 
You right, I did you sell weed. <laughs> <laughs> I did. Yeah. That's yeah, fucked up. Yeah, I guess it's true. That's fucked up. That's why I don't Everybody done dabbled and dibbled a little yeah, bit. Yeah, dibbled a little bit. But why though? What was your reason? I didn't want to be cool. Yeah? I don't know. <laughs> I, my mom don't buy no joints. Yeah, no more. I was just about to say, I, it was money I needed, and Taco Bell wasn't getting it for me. Hell yeah. Man. I quit Taco Bell so fast. Man, that boy. Was you there when the Chalupa was the Chalupa there already? When yeah, Chalupa there. Okay, then. So, yeah, it was fucked up for yeah, me. Yeah, it was bad. Because I remember time oh, Taco Bell good. had burrito, South Shore, <laughs> and Hard Shore. That's it. <laughs> Gratitude. That means something to me. When you, when, when, when you when the OG car is like good shit, I know it's good mm-hmm. shit. Yeah. Yeah. Right, right, right. We all the way in though. We in there. We definitely in though. Wide open. Hey, hold on now. Who you hear? He coming through the mic. <laughs> we, 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 <laughs> we can hear it on the mic. <laughs> 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 I'm gonna cut his balls off. <laughs> <laughs> man, mess my podcast episode 64, man. We got a, on that note. On that fucking note there. Woo. Shit, goddamn. <laughs> <laughs>